and welcome to Don't Charge by the Hour. This seminar is single-handedly probably going to be the thing that changes the way you think about building a business, that changes absolutely everything about what it means to generate money. Um, during this masterclass, I'm going to be sharing a whole bunch of different things with you. I've got a whiteboard here because we're going to get into some math. We're going to look at some numbers to show you why if you charge by the hour, you will never be successful. I know that sucks to hear, but you won't. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. I'm looking at you, lawyers. I know everyone's like, lawyers are super successful. Actually, most lawyers don't make lots and lots of money. They make good money, but not lots and lots of money. But we're also looking at you, fitness trainers, martial arts teachers. We're looking at you, dating coaches. We're looking at you, horse trainers, uh, dog trainers, whatever. All of you people, we're looking at you because... You are not structuring your business in a way that it can grow and scale. Essentially, you own a job, and that sucks. Here's the thing. A real business is built in a way that, one, you make money even when you're sleeping. One of the best feelings in the world is when I go to sleep, wake up in the morning, look at my bank balance, and it's higher. And it's higher because I have systems and processes that enable me to sell things even when I'm asleep, and I don't even have to deliver those things on a hourly basis. Whereas if I was charging by the hour, I would wake up in the morning, see that money in the bank, and then be like, oh, I have that many more hours to work. And that is not how a good business can be. Another factor, you may not know this, but for the last 18 months, I've been specializing in mergers and acquisitions. That is buying and selling businesses and helping other people buy and sell businesses. This is something I've been doing uh, with uh, a partner on many projects, Roland Frazier, and a number of other very high-profile individuals. And one of the key things I've learned is that the value of a business is based on your ability to sell it and for it to keep functioning without you. If your business requires you to do work, if you actually are the one that has to deliver everything, it has not reached its optimum value. That means there is plenty of opportunity for you to grow the business, but also it means that if that's where you are today, your business is not in a good place and you need to fix it. But don't worry, because I am here right now and I'm gonna show you how to develop a product. We can take any skill, anything, and turn it into a clear and easy product. And by the end of this, you're going to be able to do the same thing too. Now, again, I want to remind you that the things that I have turned into a product are things around dating, which is typically known as a soft skill. The difference between a soft skill and a hard skill is whether you have to learn it over time or whether you can just learn it straight away. For example, a hard skill is two plus two equals four. Once you learn that two plus two equals four, you don't need to practice it. You can just remember two plus two equals four. You know that it's become a hard skill. That is now your skill. But the problem is a soft skill is a little bit difficult. For example, like basketball, I can show you how to throw a ball into the hoop. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it. And even if you do it a whole bunch of times, it's going to take a lot of practice before you can do it consistently. So therefore, throwing a basketball into a hoop is a soft skill in the same way that dating, martial arts, negotiation, anything like this, sales, all of these techniques are soft 
skills. And typically, people believe that soft skills can only be taught over time via coaching, via consulting, via one-on-one training, basically via the teacher-student model. And I'm here today to break that idea. I want to share with you how you can develop a product. And a product will not only teach the skill better, it requires less of your time, it is easier for the student to learn and you make more money. Yes, absolutely. You're going to make more money, deliver it faster. The students are going to prefer it. And this is going to be so much easier for you to deliver that you're actually going to get more free time. So let's go through this. Let's look at absolutely everything. Before we get started, I've got to ask you, are you excited about this? Are you ready for it? Do you want to learn it? If you do, let me know. Give me like a comment, send me a message, however you want to do it. And do me a favor and really pay attention to everything I'm going to share today because normally my seminars I charge thousands of dollars for. I know what I'm talking about. I am very, very good at what I do. And if you want to get the most out of this, you've got to imagine that you've paid me money. So let's put it like this. If you want to hire me to do a day of consulting for you and your company or your business, you're going to pay me a minimum of $10,000. Some people pay $25,000, but most people I'll hook them up and I'll give them a discount. So $10,000. I want you to think about how are you going to find 10 grand to pay me? Imagine that you did it. What kind of car are you going to have to sell? What kind of loan are you going to have to get? How are you going to dip into your savings? Take a moment. Imagine you gave me that money. Now, please pay attention and act like you've given me that amount of money because I'm going to be sharing the same kind of advice that I share for my clients that have businesses that are worth eight figures. That means these businesses are worth $10 million or more. That's why they pay me $25,000 to come in and help them grow their company, help them change the way they're doing things so that it can be more systematic, so it can be more like a product. If I'm going to share that information with you, please give it the consideration. Turn off Netflix. Don't, Don't browse the internet in the background. Find a pen, find a paper, get comfortable, sit down and get ready. This is not a sales pitch seminar. What that means is I'm not going to spend the entire day being like, these are the five secret keys to making lots of money. And then I'm going to go, key one, listen to me. Key two, get an expert, right? Nothing like that. This is real. Actually, what we do, I'm going to try and tap into your own logical brain by showing you numbers that explain why charging by the hour is bad and instead You have to develop a product that gives a guaranteed result. Now, you may notice a couple of things today. One, you may notice that I write things very, very awkwardly. That's because I had a really bad shoulder injury. I have to put these numbers on the board because most people don't like math as much as I like math. And so I want to make sure I can draw it out so that you understand it. Next, I have a lot of people watching today from multiple different cameras, um, and I can't really keep track of the entire chat live. So what I'm going to do is for people that are watching that have registered via Zoom, you can put, a, a, there's a Q&A box, you can fill in questions, and I'm going to go through and answer all those questions at the end. For anybody else that's watching live anywhere else, for you guys, you're going to be able to uh, write in the comments, and I'll scroll through and try and find them, but maybe save the questions until we get to the Q&A section. That way I can find them quickly. I don't have to scroll back for hours hours, if that's okay. Next, as I'm teaching, I need to know what I'm teaching that is good. This is very important. As we go through today, you'll realize why this is so important. But one of the big things I need from you is you to tell me if I've done good. I'm not asking for money today. I'm asking for a pat on the back or what I like to call a gold nugget. 
If I share something with you and you're like, wow, I didn't know that. That's amazing. You just helped me make money. What I've done is I've given you a golden nugget. You can go and take that nugget, shape it into a gold coin, and now you've got some cash. Imagine the Mario noise. So if I give you a gold nugget, do me a favor, write golden nugget in the chat or golden nugget or GN. Some people like writing GN. I know it doesn't mean good night. It's the morning. So if you could do that, that could really help me. Um, Next, I've got some notes on the side. Like I said, I've got a lot of numbers written down. I'm going to be referring to this every so often. So yes, it's all in my head, but the numbers are written down and I've got some notes. So please forgive me for looking off camera every so often. Okay. We're going to start from the very basics. There are three steps to making money. Three. There's three things you have to do. Number one, you have to find people who want the solution that you've got, okay? So there's no point trying to sell something to somebody who doesn't want it. For example, trying to sell a horse to a person that lives in an apartment where they've got nowhere to put it and they have no interest in horse riding, they're not going to buy the horse. Got it? So you've got to sell things to people that actually want it. And the best way to do that is to find them first. You don't want to just randomly go up to people and be like, hey, do you want my Tupperware? Although people do that, it doesn't work. You get irritated by it. Okay, so step one, let's find some people that actually want the solution that you're offering or the product that you're offering. Number two, you're going to have to have a conversation with them. You've got to talk to them, not to sell them. We never try and convince someone of something. Instead, you want to find out what fears they've got, what issues they've got, what is the problem they want to solve, and will your product solve it? Because if your product isn't good for them, if your product isn't going to help them out, then there's no point them buying it. Make sense? So the second thing you've got to do is have a conversation with them. And then the third thing, the very last thing, is deliver the product and make sure the product is satisfactory. If the product isn't good, everyone's going to want their money back. They'll be like, this sucks. Give me my money back. And, and the energy we put to find them and to sell it to them was worthless. As long as you have these three things, you have a successful business. Well, the basics of one anyway. So they're the key three things that we need. Now, I want you to take a minute. I want you to imagine that you are an expert that charges $250 per hour. Okay. $250 an hour. Now there are many different ways that you could be that kind of expert. You could be a personal fitness trainer that is really good at what you do. You charge 250 bucks. Or you could be a martial arts instructor, right? And you're this badass martial artist and you charge $250 for a one-on-one training session. Maybe you're a business consultant, 250 bucks for an hour. Maybe you sell a package of four hours for a thousand bucks. Who knows? Maybe you're a dating coach. Whatever it is that you are, if you charge by the hour, we just imagine that right now you charge $250 an hour, okay? Maybe it's more, maybe it's less, but just imagine, I'll explain why. Because if you work a 40-hour week, 40 hours at $250 per hour, okay? So we're doing 40 hours times 250 At the end of the year, the most amount of money you can make is $520,000. You know what that does? That makes you not a millionaire. At 250 bucks an hour, by the way, 250 bucks an hour puts you in one of the highest level careers you could ever have. There are very few 
people that have a career that pays 250 bucks an hour. We could look at CEOs of major corporations who are often only earning 165K a year, okay? So 520,000, to put this in perspective, when I looked for a job, like a career rather than being a business owner or a consultant, um, it's things like a law professor at Harvard is making 520K a year, okay? So there are not many people that are earning that. So what's great about being a consultant or a coach or what have you is if you're charging 250 bucks an hour and you're working 40 hours a week, you can earn the same amount as somebody in the highest level of their career, theoretically, because the reality is, even if you charge 250 bucks an hour, you're not going to spend 40 hours a week delivering that work. The idea sounds nice. It sounds great that that's what we're going to do, but that's not what actually happens. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. I want to look at another number, which is what if it's not 250? What if the number is a little bit different? What if it's 100? Because 100 bucks an hour tends to be what your typical coach or expert charges. So for example, dog trainers, martial arts coaches, fitness trainers. These people are typically charging about a hundred bucks an hour. Now they quote unquote run a business. And the problem is they'll see other businesses like other fitness experts, martial artists who are millionaires. They've made millions and millions of dollars. And they're like, maybe I will one day, but sorry, buddy, a hundred bucks an hour. You're not going to, because on the same 40 hours a week, just those same 40 hours, the most you're going to earn is 200 and $8,000. That is still more than most salaries, right? That's still a very good amount of money. However, you're not going to be working 40 hours. This is the issue. Because if you remember earlier, I said there are three things that are needed to have a successful business. There's, there's a minimum, three basic things. The last is the product or the hours or the service you deliver, i.e. the 40 hours. You also have to have sales phone calls, have talks with people to see if they want to do it. And you have to find the people in the first place. Each of these tasks is typically going to take a third of your time, unless you're hiring somebody else to do it, which is a whole other case in, uh, in point. But still, if you're only earning $208,000 a year, you're going to struggle to hire somebody for this because it is expensive to get somebody else to do that. I have a friend of mine that runs an advertising agency and he's $12,000 a month. So you're looking at $144,000 just to bring you leads. So you're only getting $208,000. You can't afford that. That is the problem with trying to hire someone else to do it. Anyone who charges less than that is usually some kind of fraud or fake, um, or if they get good, then they're lucky, right? The, the good ones are expensive, and that's the problem. So you need a third of your time going into, the, into the making the money, a third going into the sales, into talking to people, and a third going into finding people. Now, um, if we assume, right, because one hour of delivery, it's one hour sales call, they're going to be about the same. Um, now, what if the fact you take two weeks of vacation, right? I assumed 52 weeks. What if you take two weeks off? Maybe you don't work between Christmas and New Year. And maybe you want one week to go and see some family over Thanksgiving. That's just two weeks off. That's not a lot of time off. And then what if there's a bad month? Maybe December isn't a very good month for you because, you know, nobody wants to do martial arts over Christmas. Or maybe, um, I don't know. March is really bad for you if you're in fitness because everyone cancels their plans after New Year's. You know what I mean? The, the New Year's resolution is gone. Who knows? But most industries have a bad month. So if we assume that six weeks are missing, so that's two weeks vacation and four weeks in a bad month or you get sick or whatever happens, 
The drop in pay is insane because we've lost two thirds because we have to find leads and we have to convert them. So now suddenly the money is very, very different. If we look at somebody who earns $100 an hour um, and they're you know, running their own business, this person makes $61,333 a year which is suddenly a really bad salary comparatively. And the guy who charges 250 bucks an hour is on 153.333. So I hope you guys are seeing this. Suddenly, this person's 250 bucks an hour. That is an expensive consultant, a very expensive person, 250. But they're only making $153,000 a year. In this situation, you don't have a business, you have a job. Case in point. If you were a mortgage breaker, broker for a real estate company, a mortgage broker, like an actual salaried mortgage broker, not you own your own mortgage broking business, but you just work as a mortgage broker, a good salary for or an average salary for a real estate company based uh, broker that's in-house is 150K a year. So, and it can go up to 200. So you could either spend five years, 10 years mastering something to become an expert, to charge 250 bucks an hour to make 150 grand a year, or you can spend 20 hours getting your NLMS license, becoming a mortgage broker and making 150K a year going up to 200K a year. You see what I'm saying? This is a job, this is not a business. Likewise, if you're only charging 100 bucks an hour, looking at you, Mr. Personal Fitness Trainers, if you're only charging 100 bucks an hour, then you could work as a web developer, an in-house web developer for an agency where they're outsourcing the work is earning about $60,000, which is about the same. So you could become a web developer, you could become a mortgage broker, I don't know, or you could spend 10 years becoming an expert in something to try and charge 250 bucks an hour or 100 bucks an hour. The point is this, doesn't work. It is no good. You do not have a business. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to lifetime jail because here's what's going to happen. You're going to spend the next five, 10 years grinding, trying to find clients, trying to make it work. And then eventually you're going to retire and you're not going to have the money you want. You're going to wonder where it went wrong. You're going to wonder why everybody else got luckier than you. I am here to fix that for you. Does that sound good? Is that something you're interested in? Do you want to learn this? Do you want me to share it with you? If so, let me know because I've got one arm and I'm standing up here and this is difficult. So give me some feedback. Am I helping? Does this make sense? Just to explain it to you, it took 20 hours to become a mortgage broker, to get your license. 20 hours in-house. Somebody else is probably going to pay for it for you to do it, right? If you, if you find the right people. 20 hours. It probably took you a lot more than 20 hours to become good or whatever it is that you're good at, right? Whatever thing you care about, you put more than 20 hours into it. The only way that you can make more money than what we showed you here is if you do not charge by the hour. You have to charge by something else. Now, I want you to look, this is me standing here in one of my four homes. This is my film studio in my house. Not many people own a film studio in the house. Some people have an office where they put cameras up. This is a legit film studio. It has no other purpose other than for sitting here and filming because that's the amount of money that I make in life. This is one of three film studios I own. Three different film studios with multiple tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars probably of film equipment all around everywhere that we go. And the reason I can afford that is because I do not charge by the hour. Can you buy an hour of my time? Sure. 
but it's not what I sell. It's not what I put out there. And I'm very strict about how many hours of my time I sell in a week. I won't sell more than four. After four hours in a week, I'm done. You can't buy any more hours. There are no more available. All I do is I sell something much better than that. I sell products. But the idea of what a product is, it's not just about like, you know, a pen or a book. A product can be something much more than that. And I'm going to share with you what a product is, how to make one, how to identify one, how to make sure it's good and it's successful and how it can make you lots of money, even if it doesn't take lots and lots of time. Now, if you don't know, I used to be a janitor. Yes, my job was to take out trash, change light bulbs, clean floors. That was my job. And then my entire life transformed because I became a dating coach, not just any dating coach. I became one of the best dating coaches in the world. Some of my students you will have heard of, people like Matthew Hussey. You can go Google that guy's name and you can see where he developed, but he was trained by me. A number of the biggest dating coaches in the world were either trained by me or have come to me for advice. And I'm sitting here telling you that when I got voted one of the best dating coaches in the world, I was struggling to make my mortgage. And I was struggling to make it because I was charging by the hour. Charging by the hour is diminished returns. You're not gonna get to where you wanna go. And the thing that frustrated me is I couldn't figure out why everyone else made more money than me and I wasn't doing well, but I was better than them. And I guarantee you that you get frustrated too. You probably feel that you are better than some of your competitors who are making more money than you. And it's frustrating. You see some, I used to see Patty Stanger on TV, the millionaire matchmaker. I'd be frustrated. I was like, her advice is terrible. She doesn't know what she's doing. And yet there she is working with millionaires and I'm struggling, but it was because I was charging by the hour, not for any other reason. And now where I am in life, I make a lot more money than Patty Stanger. I'm far more successful than she is. And I don't work anywhere near as much as I used to because I've learned how to develop a product. So it all comes down to understanding the key to a product. Like get your pen and paper out, write this down. If you don't listen to anything else I say today, this is going to be the thing. The good products are based on what the result that the client wants is not your expertise. They do not want to spend money to spend time with you. They don't care about your time. Like if I said to somebody, you can spend 10 hours hanging out with me. I can think of like five people in the world that would want to do that, right? And all of them are pretty women, right? There is literally, or maybe my children, there is literally nobody else that would just want to hang out with me for the sake of hanging out with me, okay? The people that just want to hang out with me actually want what's inside my brain and they want to turn that into something that helps get them a result. They don't want time with me. They want the result that hanging out with me will give them. And if I want to make the most amount of money rather than charging for my time, I can charge for the result. And all I have to do is be able to know what the result is that they want, know how to develop it into a product know how to deliver it in a way that they can receive it easiest and know how to guarantee the results. If I can do these things, then somebody is going to benefit from this a lot more than just getting my time. So people don't want to become good. They don't want an expert and they don't want to become an expert. They want a solution, a very, very specific solution. Now, this is hard for people to understand, especially experts. And it's very, very simple. Like show you why. You... This is you equals an expert. They want a result. 
They do not want to become an expert. You don't understand it because you want to become an expert. That's why you became an expert. They don't want to be an expert. They just want the result. I know this because as a dating coach, when somebody comes to me, they don't want to become a dating coach. Make sense? They want a result. They want their dating life solved. They don't want to be a dating coach. I know because I have tried to sell dating coach programs to them. And they're like, I don't want to be a dating coach. I'm really happy where I am. You found the person that I love. Why do I want to teach anyone else? Get it? If you are the best at being a martial arts expert, there is a good chance that the people that are learning from you don't want to be martial arts experts. They want to be something else. Maybe they want to have confidence or self-defense. Maybe they just want to be fit and they don't like going down the gym, but they want something that is very unlikely to be an expert. That doesn't mean that there aren't some people that want to be experts. It just means that the majority of people do not. And even if they did want to become an expert, the way to teach them isn't only through charging by the hour. I can make someone an expert by helping them get individual results until they have so many individual results, it adds up to them being an expert. At this point, you've probably noticed I'm making a lot of martial arts references. People don't know this about me, but I've been doing martial arts since I was like five years old. I started with judo. I've done mixed martial arts. I've done kickboxing. I've done professional fencing. I've done martial arts a lot throughout my life. And I'm telling you, one of my favorite quotes from Bruce Lee is, I do not fear the man that knows a thousand ways to punch. I fear the man that knows one way to punch and has practiced it a thousand times using this same concept, rather than saying, I'm gonna teach you everything in my head so you know all these different moves, most people would rather just learn a perfect punch. I'm gonna teach you the best punch and you're gonna train it over and over again and I'm gonna show you how to make that punch absolutely perfect. It will make you far more dangerous to know one punch really, really well and then you can develop other punches, which would be, of course, other products. Hopefully now I'm starting to open your eyes to this and you're starting to see that the route to mastery would actually be as a martial artist, I learned the best punch, I learned the best block, and I learned the best kick, and I don't really have anything else, but I will train those things over and over again. Now I'm becoming really good at those things, and if I want to learn a second punch or a second kick or a second defensive maneuver, I can, and so on and so forth. So we break down teaching and expertise into a sequence of individual products, and that is what helps somebody get there. But more importantly, it's easier for you because once we've packaged it, we no longer need to package it again. It's already done. If somebody comes up to you in five years and is like, yo, I want to learn the perfect punch. You're like, yo, I've got the perfect punch for you right here. And I'm not just talking about video trainings. I'm not just talking about books. When I'm talking about products, I'm talking about many different ways that a product can be packaged and delivered. And I'm going to share all of them with you. If you think it's just, oh, I just make a video and put it online, you are wrong. That is not how you do this. So, I am gonna give you three different examples. We're gonna talk about a fitness coach, we're gonna talk about a martial artist, and we're gonna talk about an intimacy or a relationship coach or a dating coach, okay? There are three industries that I know intimately. I helped out six-pack shortcuts back in the day when they were getting developed. I've helped out numerous martial arts instructors, including my own fencing coach, and the dating industry I know intimately. That's three industries I know very, very well, and it will cover most of the things out there. I just wanna check in, are you enjoying this? Is this helping? Have I lost you? Does everyone get it? I'm just gonna have a quick look on the chat just to make sure everyone understands. Um, is this good? Am I helping you guys out? Sweet. Awesome. Very, very cool. Nice, all right, so it looks good. Sweet, let me share this with you. So I wanna ask you a question. Do people want to get in shape or do they want 
The quick way to get abs to make their ex jealous. Let me know, write it down, tell me. Which one of the two? You can put it on your paper in front of you, you can put it in the chat. Do they wanna get in shape? Or do they want the quick way to get abs that makes their ex jealous? Which one do they want more? Think about it, ask yourself, which one would I want more? That would be for fitness. Let's look at martial arts. Do people want to learn martial arts for self-defense? By the way, that phrase came up multiple times. I was Googling this morning, martial arts companies. Everyone's like, you can learn martial arts for self-defense. They all said the same shit or a variant of it, okay? Do people want to learn that? Or do they want to be able to beat up a guy that is bigger than you when he starts a fight with you, okay? What do they want? Learn martial arts for self-defense or be able to beat up a guy who's bigger than you when he starts a fight with you? Which of the two do they want? Next, do people want to improve their love life? Again, that's what people say, dating coaches, right? I got a friend of mine, he has a dating company. It's like, you know, sign up with me and learn to improve your love life. Is that what they want? Or do they want to get a date this weekend with someone that is out of their league? Which of these things do they want? You guys tell me. I'm not telling you, you tell me. You will notice that in each of these scenarios, we are talking about very specific results versus very general results or expertise versus a result, a specific result. And that is what people tend to want. They want the result. But in almost every scenario that you can imagine with a business that is struggling, you have a coach that is selling what the consumers do not want. Got it? You are selling your expertise. The idea, it makes sense. You're like, I've spent so many years doing this. Now I'm going to share what I have with the world. I can't tell you how many times I meet coaches. I feel I should share this with the world. Why? Why does anyone want to listen to you? You should just share it with the world. No one cares. The only people that care are the people that want a very specific result. That's what they want. They want the result. They don't want you to share shit. Got it? Consumers want small, simple, specific results. Write that down, memorize it. If you offer to sell your expertise to train someone, that is not likely what they want. You might find a few people that want it, but that's not where the money is. As an expert, we believe they want it because that's what we want, right? Like I want to hang out with people that are really smart that I can learn from. I want their expertise, even if I don't know what the result is, because I'm on a path to becoming an expert. Most people just want the result and then they want to move on and do what they want to do. A good example is my children. So I've got five kids. One of my kids is obsessed with Minecraft, okay? So he comes up to me, he's like, dad, 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 you won't believe it, you won't believe it. Uh, Minecraft today, it was so cool, we did this thing, it was awesome, and I don't remember what it is, to be honest with you, because I don't really listen to him when he talks to me about Minecraft, as much as I love my kid, because he talks about it all the time, and I don't really understand what's going on. And I've even tried downloading it and playing it, and it's just, it's like Lego, but you can shoot each other, but no one builds anything. I just don't get it. But I can tell he's excited about it, but he's not selling it to me, okay? He's just focusing on spitting out his knowledge, right? That doesn't help. But I can tell you that every single time my kid comes up to me and says, Dad, I'm about to go and fight the Ender Dragon. It's going to take me five minutes. Would you come and watch me? Could you watch me do this? I'm like, hell yeah, I can, son. Because it's a small, simple, specific result. When my kid asks me for a very small, simple, specific thing, he gets it every single time. Oh, I've just got to give you five minutes time. I don't understand the full part of Minecraft, but I do understand that just a couple of minutes of sitting, hanging out with my kid, watching him do this epic thing, he's going to be excited about it and I can cheer him on. Get it? Because as a human, I care about the small, simple, specific result. Got it? Everyone understand that analogy. You see why this is a better thing to do. Okay. This is good. Okay, cool. Yeah, some people saying there is... 
Um, there is a lag. Sorry about that, guys. Justin Wynn says, is anyone really here right now? Yes, Justin, we are all here right now. Good stuff. I get that with Roblox every day. Awesome. This is so good, guys. Holy crap, Frederick. Yeah, I remember, man, back in the day, 2010. What are the odds? Cool. All right, guys, let's keep going. Good. Next. So the reason I care about what my kids says is small, simple, specific. Write those three words down. They are going to help you. For each of the three examples I gave above, the fitness coach, the martial arts instructor, and the dating coach, if they sold something small, simple, and specific, more often than not, it would outsell, hey, you can coach with me and I'll help you. Got it? But the biggest difference is how often you can sell something to the same person. Remember that. You will make more money selling something to somebody who has already bought something from you because they trust you. If I have taught you one thing and it really helped and it got you the result, and then there was something else you wanted to know or some other result you wanted to achieve, and you knew that I knew it, you would come back to me because you had a good experience the first time, you're willing to do it again. This is why people use Amazon. If you have a good experience the first time, you're going to use Amazon again. It's easier. Got it? So it takes, remember, we broke down the time, right? A third, a third, a third. It takes a lot of time, one third of your time to find someone to buy your stuff. Once you find them, you got to look after them. You got to deliver well and keep delivering well so they want to buy again. And now that's someone you don't have to find. So therefore, your company gets bigger. Look, I'll show it to you. Very simple math. Again, I want you to watch this. Let's just say I have three hours, right? And in my three hours, one hour is spent finding someone, one hour is spent selling them, and one hour is spent delivering, right? You guys understand? And so every day, I find, sell, deliver, like this. But now I'm going to add a, a fourth hour, which is to deliver and sell again, right? So um, it's easy to sell again. You don't need a full hour. Someone's already bought it. So it's just like, hey, do you want to do this thing? They say, yeah, I do, right? So now I'm at four hours instead of three. You guys understand that? I've got this bonus hour. Well, look, on day one, I find somebody, I sell them, and I deliver an hour. So I have one customer. Now, if I don't sell anything new, then every day I'm just going to have one customer. But if on the second day I sell something new, I've got the new customer and the old customer. You see how this works? I have two customers now. And then if on the third day I sell something new, I've got the new customer and the two old customers. And what we have is exponential growth. This is how a company grows. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but I want you to understand that money comes from finding new customers and selling new things to old customers, new things that they want. If the only thing I'm selling is my expertise, if I'm like, I'll teach you to be good at dating, I have nothing else to sell. I can't teach you to be more good at dating because I already taught you how to be good at dating. But if I taught you how to meet someone, then I could teach you how to talk to someone. Then I can teach you how to have a good date with someone. Then, do you see what's happening here? I'm breaking it down into small, simple, specific results. And that is the key to this. Small, simple, specific results. I can sell again and again and again. Better yet, I can sell it cheaper than somebody else who's selling their expertise. 
because I'm delivering something faster and quicker and with better results. So it doesn't cost the customer as much. And the customer can pick and choose what they want to learn. So all of this just gets better and better and better. So let's look at this a little bit further. So human motivation deteriorates over time. If somebody signs up for monthly coaching, do you have any idea the average amount of time somebody stays with monthly coaching? If you don't know, it's three months. Three months is the average time. There'll be some that stay longer. There'll be some that leave after a month. But the average person will stay for three months. That means if I sell someone dating coaching, on average, they're going to stay for three months and then they're gone. And if I phone them up again in a year and I say, hey, do you want to come and do dating coaching with me? They're going to be like, well, I already did it with you. And now what do I do? I don't have anything new to sell them. Instead, you should sell small, simple, specific results. Because if they sign up to learn this skill, they get the one skill. They're like, oh my God, I got that skill. Thank you ever so much. And I didn't promise them the world. I didn't say, you're going to become an expert in three months. I just said, I'm going to teach you one skill. And I can teach somebody a single skill in three months or maybe even less. Now they go away, they use the skill. They're like, I'm using the skill. It's great. I've got this new problem. I'm like, what's the new problem? They go, well, the skill's good. But I've got this other thing that's happening whenever I use it, I need fixing too. I'm like, no problem. I've got a program or a product that teaches that. Get it? That is the key to this. So the best part is they can pick and choose what you want. They may not want to buy every product that comes out. They may say, you know what? I do want this one, but I don't want this one, but I do want this one. So you let them pick and choose. And that's great because they can give themselves a vacation from paying you money. They can be like, you know what? I don't want this product but maybe I want the next one. And that vacation helps them and their finances because you're not just an expense coming out every month, but also it helps you because they can come back later on and sign up for something new. Compare a fitness coach, right? A fitness coach, let's just say they charge a thousand bucks a month every month. Well, if I get bored of the routine or I get irritated with the fitness coach, then I'm going to leave and I'll never go back again. If on the other hand, I sign up for an eight-week workshop where I learn one thing, and now I know how to do that thing, and I can go away on my own, I can go and do it myself, and then he does another eight-week workshop I don't care about, so I leave it, but then I plateau at home, so eight weeks later, I sign up on a new eight-week workshop, I come back again, as opposed to just leaving for good. Does that make sense? So you do not want to sell your expertise. Don't sell experience. I'm like, I'm good at what I do, and I'll make you better. Sell specific products. If you understand this concept, you are already way ahead of anybody else. Like if you've just got this out of this seminar, everything is going to be different from you, right? Or for you, right? That's the key. I think of that as with ad agencies. Ad agencies do this wrong as well. They're like, we're going to charge by the month forever. That's not what most people want. Most people just want one good ad campaign that converts. They should just sell a single ad campaign. And we will make you one good ad campaign that works. Then once we've got one, if you want another one, we'll do another one. Got it? So here, here we go. Let's look at this. For every single person, you could teach private lessons at 100 bucks an hour to help people get good, right? So they become good. But how much does that ultimately cost the customer? When does that end, right? How many hours do I need before I'm good? Do I need five years, 10 years? And is that what the consumer wants? Do they want that? Do they want that scenario? So um, think about this. If somebody's a martial artist, and they're selling individual skills as opposed to just train with me forever, right? Individual skills. They could, somebody could say, I do want the punch program. I don't want the cardio program, but I do want the kicking program and I do want the grappling program. And the reason I don't want the cardio program is because I, I'm a marathon runner and my cardio is good. So now I'm getting to pick and choose the things that I train and that I do. And as a martial artist, I'm happier. 
is that a fun joke in martial arts schools is that the brown belts don't do cardio. They always turn up to class last and do cardio they, because they do their cardio somewhere else. They don't want to do cardio in the class. You know, you do an hour of cardio at home for yourself. Then you go to class. The last thing you want is to spend 10 minutes doing cardio. If you're a brown belt, you want to go for your black belt. You just want to focus on that next skill set. Doing cardio is frustrating. It's not what you want to be doing. So by giving people the option to pick and choose the products they want in a choose-your-own-adventure kind of style, it's going to be much better for you. By the way, which famous institution worked this out? That's right, universities, colleges. They understand this. You don't just get a degree or pay for education forever. You pay for a product. You say, I would like the certificate that confirms that I am good at this subject. And I don't just learn the same subject as everyone else. I can pick and choose the modules I want providing they're kind of the correct ones that get me to where I want to go. Like, we've known this for hundreds of years, thousands of years. This is the best way to do it, right? And yet, people still don't do it when they first become an expert because no one's shown them. So, but what would be better than a punching program, right? So let's really think about small, simple, specific. What about the fastest punch program? This is great. Maybe I don't want to be a black belt, but I really want to have a fast punch. So I do the fast punch program. Maybe I want the power punch program, right? I don't, I don't want to be able to do martial arts, but I want to be able to punch the bag in the arcade and show off to all my friends. So I'll just do the power punch program. Now I can punch really, really hard. I probably no good in a fight, but I can really hit hard. Or the counter punch program. If someone punches me, I can block and punch them, right? And if I've done the fast punch program and the counter punch program, my block punch is really good. Or if I do the counter punch and the power punch, I can block punch and knock them out. You guys see what's going on here? Or the backhanded punch program. I sign up for each individual skill that I want and I pay to do that class. Now, the more simple and more specific the thing that you're teaching, the better, the happier people will be. Um, now, you may think that everything I've just shared with you will not make as much money as coaching. The biggest argument people give me for not doing this is they say, yeah, but I don't want to give up my coaching income. It's like, great. No, what it is is lazy, and it isn't even that good at being lazy. Because the idea is, well, I sell you, and now you pay me forever, right? That's the kind of concept. They call it the gym model, right? You give me money, and you stay forever. But that's not true. People cancel their gym memberships because they're like, this sucks. I'm not using it. It's so much better if the people are interacting and they enjoy it and they get results. And I'm going to show you that actually that laziness where you think you just sign them up for coaching and then you're good is bad and it will not make you as much money as you think. So bear with me because now we're going to do the numbers things, okay? So we're going to look at some real numbers. Do you understand this? Is this helping everyone? Does everyone get it? Just checking in for a second. Awesome. Perfect. All right, guys. Here we go. Okay, this is gold. Nice. Okay, well, it gets better. So some of you may have heard of the 80-20 principle. This concept is used in many, many things. One of the biggest things in business is that 80% of your income comes from 20% of your customers. But the 80-20 rule, we can really dig deep with this if we imagine a 1,000 customers, okay? So, or, or we can say a thousand people on social media, okay? So we're going to look at a thousand people. And I want you to note that there are essentially two types of products in the world. There are many types of products, but there are essentially two. And they are products that are under 500 and products that are over 500. Now, I want to be very clear at this next point. Everything I'm going to show here is to illustrate a point. 
everything I show, we could dive deeper, we could get more accurate. I am generalizing because I want to show you what's going on when you actually do this concept. Obviously, there are going to be nuances in different industries. Um, we're generalizing with the 80-20. Sometimes it's going to be 70-30. Sometimes it's going to be 90-10. But we're looking at this because I just want to show you in a very simple baseline that charging by the hour or selling coaching is bad and selling a product or a result is much better. Okay, um, It's better for everyone. Better for you as the coach, as the instructor, as the expert. It's also better for the student. So... Um, why do we separate products under 500 to products over 500? It's very simple. The average household in America will have about $500 of disposable income a month. Now, they often don't believe they have that amount of money, but that's because that money is being used for alcohol, cigarettes, um, you know, video games. That's their income they're using on random stuff. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. There are obviously people that can afford a lot more, and there are some people that can't afford that much. But typically, we see the average person has about $500 they can spend. Now, what you should know is that when somebody decides to buy something worth $500, they often can't afford it because they very rarely actually sacrifice the alcohol or the partying or whatever else it is they're doing. They usually just do both. And this is why people end up in debt. But that's a whole other story. We're not here to talk about that. We're just here for you to know that after 15 years of me teaching, I can tell you that I have two types of clients, those that spend under 500 and those that spend over 500. And we're going to do a comparison where we're going to look at what a thousand people are potentially likely to do, what the average, the average probability says will happen with regards to our sales. Now, the very first thing is of a thousand people, when I start talking and trying to you know, sell my product or what have you, the 80-20 rule says that 800 of them will tell me to fuck off. Okay, basically 800 people won't watch, won't talk to me. They're just not interested. They've got something better to do. They're just not interested. But 200 will be somewhat interested. Okay, of the 200 that are interested, typically we get 80-20 again. So 160 say, no, I am not going to buy. But 40 say yes. So out of a thousand people, I've now got 40 four zero that are willing to buy. But of the 40 people that are willing to buy, once again, we have the 80-20 and we see eight people that buy over 500 and we see 32 people that buy under 500. Now, this is very important because every time we give a group of people a choice, we will typically see an 80-20 split, okay? You need to remember that. That means that if we add something extra, if we ask the eight people what they want to do, we'll get another 80-20 split, okay? Got it? Remember that. That's going to be very important later. So out of 40 people, eight people buy under 500, 32 people buy, oh, sorry, eight people buy over 500, 32 people buy under 500. So what would happen if we looked at each individual coach and we looked at how much money they're likely to make, remember that the average client stays for three months, and we calculate the lifetime value, which is the most amount of money they're likely to get from a customer, and we look at overall how their sales would look for each of these different industries. So first of all, uh, we'll look at martial arts. So I'll write this here. Hopefully you guys can all see it, but I'll remind you as we go anyway. So we'll start with, uh, no, sorry, we'll start with the fitness coach. My bad. We'll start with the fitness coach. Here we go. So fitness coach. So fitness. I'm doing fitness. Trying to 
fitness donut in my mouth. All right, so fitness. Okay, so I did some research. The average person, when they're looking to get good at fitness, what they want to do is drop 24 pounds. Okay, the average person would like to lose 24 pounds. The, the correct amount or the, the recommended amount of loss is two pounds per week. Uh, per week, is that what it is? Yes, two pounds per week is what's recommended. So 24 pounds would take three months if you were doing things, again, average, right? If you're just following that which is recommended, that which is average, what people want. So if you were charging 100 bucks a session and you had three sessions in a week, so somebody comes in three times a week, that's 300 bucks a week, or it works out to over three months, $3,600 per sale. Okay, so it's very important to remember when somebody says, yes, I'll buy, they're going to spend about 3600 bucks. And I can tell you now that for my clients that are fitness coaches, they'll say that a client will typically stay with them for about three months, about 3600 bucks, give or take. Some people say more, but some people say less. Now, um, because this is um, a $1,200 a month fee, right? It's over 500 a month. This is going to be eight sales. Does that make sense to everyone? Eight sales because 3,600 over three months is 1,200 a month. So that is over. So we only get eight sales, give or take. So the eight sales will bring in uh, 28,800. So that's how much that fitness coach is going to make based on everything that we just spoke about. Now, what's fascinating here that I think we should share with you is the average Fitness coach for a company. So if you if you don't run a business, but if you have a company, uh, they make forty four thousand dollars. So I want to point out again, I know so many fitness coaches that try and build their own business and fail because they don't know how to get customers, and that's because they haven't divided up their time re re um, correctly. Right? You got to have a third for finding them, a third for selling, and a third for delivering. Because it isn't developed well, they're struggling. But if they just worked for another company, they could make potentially $40,000, $50,000 a year, which is much better than having their own company if they don't know what they're doing. Because even with an audience of 1,000, they're probably only going to get 28800 in a year. That's like their yearly salary if they have 1,000 people in their audience and they're doing everything correctly. Um, so like, this, isn't, this isn't a lot of money. They're not making tons here. But what if this fitness person sold two products? Okay, so we're now going to look at the same person but he listens to old Adam and he sells two products. One of the products is under $500. This product is a custom diet program that is 200 bucks, okay? So they have a $200 product and they have a second product that is um, over $500 that is $3,000, okay? So this other product is $3,000 and it's lose 24 pounds in 12 weeks. So guys, look at this. We've essentially got the same offer. Here, the fitness person's like, sign up with me and do coaching and I'll help you get into shape. You only have to pay $1,200 a month. You can sign up for three months, it's $3,600 and you'll lose weight. I'll make you fit. People will be jealous of your body. You'll look like me, right? That's that guy. Alternatively, I've got a program. It's only 3,000, it's cheaper than his, and you're gonna lose 24 pounds in 12 weeks. That sounds a lot better. And if you look at the big fitness companies, they make those kind of promises. Lose 24 pounds in 12 weeks, feel better than ever, right? They, they do that stuff. But I've also got this nutrition program, 200 bucks, kickstart our program with nutrition. I could buy both products, $3,200, and save myself 400 bucks. 
I get both results. I get the nutrition and I get this. And as a customer, I'm only going to pay $3,200. i am never going to pay more than that. This guy, I'm scared. It's like, what, is he going to try and get me the fourth month, the fifth month? Does it benefit him to help me get results quicker? These thoughts go through the customer's head. He's going to want me to pay him forever because there's no ending to this. That's what happens. Or I'm going to do it for one month. I don't really like the results. This isn't for me. I'm going to leave because I don't know how many months I'm going to have to pay you, right? Whereas if it's a 12-month pro or the 12-week program, it's guaranteed. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm not losing anything. I pay 3000 It's guaranteed. If I, if I don't get the result at the end, I get my money back. Yeah, this is great. So it's cheaper for the customer and... It's, uh, it's got better results. It's a better promise. The customer's more likely to buy it. But believe it or not, it makes more money for the fitness expert. Now, I know what you do. you're looking at this and you're like, Adam, that's 3,600. This is 3,200. It isn't more, but you're wrong. And I'll show you why. The reason it is more is because there is an extra 80-20 that we added. Because we have 32 sales of under $500, guys. 32 sales. That is another 80-20 split. Of the people that go through that program, the 32 people that bought my $200 program, six of them, 20%, loved it so much, they upgrade and they buy the $3,000 program. This is how it changes because I've got regular customers here. They loved it. They didn't trust me to give me $3,000, first of all. But now I've helped them. Now they care. Now they're like, you know what? I trust you. So that extra amount of money is an extra $18,000. If we plug in the sales, everything changes. So I've got eight sales of 8,000. I've got 32 sales of 200. And then I've got another six sales of $3,000, which puts me $18,000 higher than this person. Better yet, I'm not working as much, which sounds crazy. If you calculate the amount of time this trainer has to do, remember this is one-on-one training. Everything here is one-on-one. This trainer is going to spend 288 hours to deliver that 28,000 bucks. That is a lot of time. But if I break down the $200 training and say I just do a 10-minute daily check-in, just 10 minutes as a group, right? So I'll make like a 10-minute video every morning. Hello, class. I just want to remind you that today, um, for your nutrition, your custom uh, meals have been sent to you based on your macro requirements that we calculated, or that I taught you to calculate at the very beginning of our video training program. Um, what I'm doing today, and I you know, share them, my nutritional tip or what have you. Thanks ever so much. Have a great day. And of course, if you've got any questions, feel free to message me. So I'm just doing a quick 10-minute check-in every day, maybe texting people in a group chat. What's cool is if I do a group class for this $200 bonus, they can help each other as well. The better students will start coaching the other people and they'll give each other advice. And any advice that I put in that group chat will stay there for everyone else. So I can put this in a Facebook group or in a Discord server or in a Slack group and the advice stays. And so everything gets bigger and better every time I sell it. Um, if I do that check-in, I'm looking at about four hours a month of work, which is really not a lot. Um, in fact, it's like 48 hours in a whole year, which is nothing. Um, and then if I do a group class for the $3,000 program where everybody, again, is motivating each other, they're all helping each other out, um, I only have to do 144 hours a year. So the long story short is for an entire year of delivering this, a year, remember, it's only three months anyway, it's nothing. But if I did a whole year, I'd only be looking at 192 hours saving me about 80 hours of work. So I'm doing less work, 
I am delivering a better result for cheaper, for happier customers with a proven result. And I beat the guy doing coaching time and time again. Does that make sense, guys? Because we're going to do this again. We're going to look at a different business model. We're going to go into martial arts. But do you see this? 100 hours saved in my life. An extra $18,000 in sales. Happier students because my results are very clear, very well promised. And on top of that, there's no fear for them of being stuck in the training program forever. Ultimately, everything is better here. You guys get it? We'll do it again. I just want to check in. I want to have a look at the chat. Let me know what you guys think. I want to make sure I haven't lost any of you because we're going to do this again. And then I'm going to show you how to make products. Um, yep, your time is valuable. You can't get it back. I love it. I love it. Mind blown. Golden nugget, golden nugget, golden nugget. True businessman. Ah, oh, you guys are great. Thank you. Golden nugget with dollar signs. Heck yeah, you guys are great. Let's see the people watching live on Facebook. Okay, the whiteboard is backwards. Good to know. Sorry, bud. Okay, so you guys can't, you guys. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> awesome. You guys are all great. Okay, I've never seen this analysis of product pricing anywhere. It's priceless. What if 20% don't lose 24 pounds? They get their money back. It's a very good question. We'll deal with that when we get into products and guarantees, okay, bud? Uh, but we will be dealing with that. We're going to deal with absolutely everything. Okay, let's look at a martial arts teacher. Now, martial arts is very different. Um, martial arts typically charges $100 a month for a group class. They're already doing a group class. It's much better than one-on-one, -on -one, okay? They know what they're doing. But a black belt which is basically the goal of every martial arts class ever, takes five years to obtain on average, five years. Some people take longer. So if you look at making eight sales um, with a hundred bucks a month for five years, um, the lifetime value is $6,000. That means for you to buy a black belt costs $6,000. I don't know about you guys, I'd rather just give someone $6,000, receive my black belt, and then not have to put in the five years of work. But of course, that defeats the object. But you get the idea, right? The, 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 that, the, the hard part, the pain is the time, not the money, right? $6,000 over five years isn't a lot. But that's a problem because for the martial arts coach, it's also not a lot. And I'll show you what I mean. With a 1,000 people that the martial arts coach uh, sells to, they're going to make 32 sales. That's kind of about right based on what the classes that I've seen. Um, the 32 sales will give um, a clear amount of money per month across all of them. At 100 bucks each, of course, it's 3,200 a month. Um, but it works out to 192,000, 192,000 over five years. So, given a thousand people coming into their school to to hear about their, them seeing the advert, the martial arts coach gets 200 grand over five years, um, which is actually only 38,400 in a year which is about right. I have very, very rarely seen rich martial arts instructors. I have seen them in videos and trainings, the ones that have products, but the coaches, the, the teachers in the local schools, that's kind of about right. Maybe they do a bit better than that, but that's kind of about right. However, they have to deliver 144 hours of training to do that, or 720 over life to help somebody get good at martial arts, to help someone become a black belt. And that's the only goal, right? Become a martial, do martial arts, get self-defense, be able to defend yourself, get fit, get a black belt. That, that's the promises they typically give. What if I create two products, okay? I'm gonna start my martial arts school. I'm gonna create two products. The first product is gonna be the perfect punch. 
The perfect punch is $400. And the perfect punch is delivered. Um, it's a five-day training, right? So it's five days. You do three hours a day after work. Um, and you are going to get the perfect punch in 15 hours, five days, three hours a day, right? So that's the perfect punch. Um, and it's 400 bucks. And ask yourself, would you pay 400 bucks to be able to punch better than anyone else you know? You wouldn't necessarily want to fight, but you'd have the best punch. Your punch would be perfect. When you hit, it would hit harder, faster, and better than ever. If it doesn't, you can have your money back, right? But if, if your punch improves, if you develop your perfect punch, the best punch you've ever done in your life, 400 bucks to be able to punch perfectly. That's, all right, I'm not black belt, but fuck, I can punch really hard, right? It's kind of worth it. I'd do a $400 perfect punch. And then we have another program. We're going to talk about this a bit later on. It's one I, I invented yesterday as a joke, um, which is David versus Goliath. This is how to defeat someone bigger than you in three months. So once again, we'll do three hours a day, three days a week, and it's $2,000. Okay, so this is uh, the David and Goliath program. David versus Goliath, right? So I've got two choices. I can either pay 400 bucks, get the perfect punch, or I can pay 2000 and do a three-month course. And over the three-month course, I can learn how to defeat anyone bigger than me. Um, I'll, I'll learn how to use their weight against me. You know, maybe, maybe it will come with like a key ring that helps me punch their punch and break their fist or something. It doesn't have to be a fair fight, right? This isn't about winning a tournament. This is about some dude starts to fight with me. He's bigger than me and he attacks me and I can take him out really quickly, right? Very easily. That's the kind of thing that I want here. So I've got two products. Now in this situation, once again, 32 people buy the cheap one, eight people buy the expensive one. So now my cheap product makes me uh, 12,800. My expensive product makes me 16,000. But once again, we have the second 80-20, guys. That second 80-20 is six extra people that say yes. Now, granted, there's 26 people that said no, but six people said yes. And the six people that said yes is a significant amount of money because I'm going to make an extra $12,000 here for those extra people. So suddenly, in this situation, I'm making uh, $40,800. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are like, yeah, but this guy made $200,000. Incorrect. He actually made $38,400. I made more money than he did, but he has to work for a whole year to deliver that. I deliver this in three months. I have nine months left in my year to focus on finding more clients, finding more people for the next David versus Goliath seminar and Perfect Punch seminar. I literally make $2,000 more than this poor guy who works for a whole year to be able to generate $38,000. And I only have to work for three months and I'm only working three hours a day. And the rest of my time, I can use to find more clients to sell this program. You see the difference here? And what's the difference? Like, how many people are going to sign up for a black belt, which is a five-year commitment, versus how many people are going to do, you know what, I'll do the perfect punch. You know what, I'll do David versus Goliath. I, I want to do self-defense. Because the kind of people that want this program, they, like, want it, right? They got attacked, something happened, they want it. By the way, the number one reason people sign up for martial arts is because they got attacked or because they're trying to lose weight 
or because they're trying to get self-confidence. That's like the three main reasons. So knowing what the reasons are, I can develop a product that just delivers those three reasons, right? Become more confident with martial arts for $300. It's a special weekend bootcamp that makes you more confident. You learn the basic things they teach you. You know, did you know the average American soldier can beat up someone with 10 years of martial arts training simply because they're taught effective things that actually work? That kind of stuff, right? Very, very simple. Once again, I make more money in less time and I've got a better promise. That doesn't mean there aren't people that don't want black belts because there are. I'm just saying that this will sell better. And if I really want to do it, I can always sell these people my black belt training afterwards, right? I can be like, hey, if you want to keep training and you really want to get a black belt, sign up for our black belt training. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the only thing we offer. And martial arts is already built quite well because it is a group training class. It's not necessarily just one-on-one, but I'm going to argue that every martial arts class should have key products as well which helps them make even more money, right? Because people that sign up for your class will also sign up for one-off seminars, et cetera, et cetera, but specifically products if they're built correctly. So ultimately, a lot less hours, a lot more money, or a little bit more money, um, and the whole thing works better. Let's go into the relationship coach. Now, I know I've probably got some relationship coaches watching this because I know tons of dating coaches. And this is it, guys. If you guys aren't making enough money as a dating coach, this is why you don't have a product. And I'll show you what I mean. Actually, I know there are dating coaches that don't have products because they phone me all the time telling me that they do more coaching and they're making lots of money. And I know they're not because you can't make money if you're coaching. So um, so let's look at the intimacy relationship coach, okay? So this is a dating coach. So the dating coach, you guys may not know this, the average dating coach charges $1,500 a month for coaching, $1,500 per month. Um, but again, the average client stays for three months, which gives us a lifetime value, an LTV, of $4,500. So I've got eight sales at $4,500 based on the 80-20 using the same thing we've been talking about just a moment ago, and it's $36,000. Again, some people pay more, some people pay less, like because they stay longer or less, what have you, but that's where we are. Now, what if I have two products? One of my products is a $400 product, and the $400 product is how to bring romance back into the bedroom two-day intensive. You and your, your partner, you do a two-day intensive with me and you bring romance back into your bedroom, right? 200 bucks a day. How many people would spend $400 to save their love life, right? To get sex back. I think a lot of people would pay that, right? 400 bucks, um, that gives me 12,800 based on the 32 people. And then the $3,000 product I'm gonna create um, for this one, my $3,000 product will be um, find your perfect partner, right? So uh, like matchmaking services, they'll charge like $3,000, find your perfect partner. It's a pretty standard uh, kind of standard price for a standard result. $3,000, find your perfect partner, that gets us $24,000. So already we're at 36, by the way, just to put that in perspective. And once again, we're cheaper, right? $3,000 versus 45. What do you want to pay? $4,500 to this generic dating coach to get basic de- generic dating advice or $3,400 to improve your love life um, and find your perfect partner, right? So that would be great. You probably don't wanna buy both of those, but you get the idea. Um, And then of course, we have the bonus sales from the extra 80-20. The bonus sales are an extra $18,000. So uh, this brings us to a total of 54,800. At this point, I hope I've convinced all of you that you're like, you know what? Shit, I should make a product. Have I done it? Are you down to make a product? Did I succeed? If I succeeded in convincing you to develop a product, I'm now going to teach you how to make a product. I'm not going to sell you how to make a product. 
I am legitimately for free going to teach you how to make it. I just want to know if everybody has agreed, because if there's anybody here that disagrees with me at this point, you should leave. Like literally go, because you will not like what I'm about to say, because I'm going to teach you guys how to make a product. So let me know. I'm going to erase the board, and then I'm going to check. Guys on Facebook, looking at you too, you got to let me know. Otherwise, just go, because it'll be a waste of time. Um, just so you know, all these videos are going to self-destruct. I am absolutely going to be destroying these in 48 hours. So only the people watching live are going to get to watch this. So after this, it's gone for good. Take good notes because I'm about to show you how to do the product. That was a long intro, wasn't it? But I had to get you guys to understand why you need to do this. So let's have a look and see what people are saying. Okay, yes, sir. Yeah, baby. Yes. Thinking of teach, starting my own piano teaching business. That's a good example of like, like, yes, but don't just do a piano teaching business. Develop a product, right? It's going to be better. I'm going to come back. You don't need to move, Connor. Um, great fucking program. Yes. Teach me to make a product. If we can find the motivated people to buy the product, that's a whole other thing. Adam, you're the best. Oh my God, you guys are great. Do ad agency again. I started the business plan. Uh, you guys are great. <clears throat> Let's see what's happening here. Is there a way to watch the replay? Um, there is, you have to RSVP if you want the replay, people on Facebook. Eve's going to put the link in the chat. Um, and the, the replay is only around for 48 hours and then it is gone. The replay will be the proper version, but you're only going to get 48 hours. So Eve will put the link in, click RSVP, we'll send you the replay, but it's for 48 hours. Okay, here we go. Let's drink some more. Drink some more caffeine because I don't think I've had enough caffeine. Um, mm -hmm. Cool. Let's keep this going. <clears throat> wow, we have a whole bunch of people watching live. I didn't realize. All right, let's keep going. So. To make a product, I just want you to remember these three things. Oh my God, like literally, OMG. Oh my God, because we want a product that makes people say, oh my God, that's the best thing ever, OMG. OMG stands for three things, outcome, mechanism, and guaranteed result, okay? Outcome, mechanism, guaranteed. Three key elements that you need if you want to have a successful business. Outcome, mechanism, guarantee, or a successful product. You have to, first of all, know what the outcome is that people want. There's no point making a product with a result that no one cares about, right? If I'm like, you can get this great product and it's going to get you a result, you can, everything you eat tastes like poop. You're going to be like, that's a crap outcome. I don't want that. No, I'm not going to buy it, right? It's a terrible outcome. So it's got to be an outcome people actually want. Not one you tell them they want. That's not the same thing. They have to say, please help me. I need this outcome. And then you have to say, ha ha, I have a product that solves that problem for you. Here's the outcome solution. Got it? Next, a mechanism. A mechanism is a clear step-by-step -step process that gets a result. If you cannot take what you know and create a system to guarantee to give somebody a result, you are not yet an expert. I know that sucks. I know you don't want to hear it, but tough. If you cannot come up with a clear mechanism to give someone a very specific result, you're not good at what you do yet, you need to learn more. You need to go and become more of an expert. That sucks to hear, tough. That is just the reality. You've got to be good at what you do if you're going to help people. So I have people all the time, they go, well, you know, what I teach can't possibly be turned into a product. And yet it's funny because I see experts all over the world in every single industry who have created products, right? You can look at everything from martial arts, where you've got things like a bob, you know, the bob thing that you can punch. That's a product, a very specific product. You've got the UFC itself. 
which is a very clear product. Like, watch experts fighting. Just pay $100 to watch the fight. Like, are you kidding me? I can go to a bar and watch people fight for free, but they're not UFC fighters. You see what I'm saying? So I have to pay 100 bucks to be able to watch it. It's a product. Someone made a product. There's a mechanism, a clear mechanism. UFC fighting has its own rules that you have to follow. That's the mechanism. You can't poke someone's eyes out. You could in a bar. You can't there. So what I'm watching isn't going to be too graphic. You see what I'm saying? There is a mechanism there. Like I said, with fighting, right? We could look at Bruce Lee, the one-inch punch. It was a very specific technique. It was a very specific thing. I got a ton of martial artists that teach a very specific move. We're going to teach you this one specific style. When I was doing fencing, there's something called a stop time attack. And I did a whole workshop on stop time attacks. That was a product. As opposed to do this workshop, get better at fencing again. It was, no, we're going to teach you a stop time attack or we're going to teach you a balestra, the perfect balestra. You're going to learn, balestra is a, a move. It goes like this. It's a, it's a jump, basically. But like, you know, I, I spent a lot of time to learn how to balestra. If anyone cares, you pick up the right foot and you jump and land both feet at the same time. That's hard if you've never done it before. Most people go like, and that's not a balestra. A balestra is, but I did a whole workshop for two days to learn how to balestra properly because it is a very powerful move if used in the right way. And I learned how to use it in the right way the mechanism is the balestra, and the delivery of it was in the balestra workshop. Make sense? So I paid an amount of money for a balestra workshop. It is the mechanism. You have to be able to create a mechanism to get the specific result. Lastly, it must be guaranteed, guys. You have to guarantee it. Now, there are a number of different ways to guarantee, but I'll tell you the best one. Give people their money back. Now, if you're sitting there going like, but what if they don't get the results? Then give them their money back because it didn't work. So give them their money back. It doesn't matter, right? If you don't think you can get them the results, see the point I said earlier about what to happen if you can't get the mechanism down. You're not yet an expert. If you come to me with a dating problem, I will solve your dating problem. Guaranteed. If it doesn't work, you can have your money back. Got it? Clear, guaranteed results, specific results based on a mechanism that gets people where they want to go. A true expert can do this. In any industry, anywhere in the world, you can take what you do and you can make a mechanism. Now, if you've never done this before, it can be intimidating. You can be like, well, I've never built a mechanism before. Great. Then in that case, start by developing a mechanism and testing it. Once you have tested the mechanism, proven the results, then you can launch it. So let's dive deep into what each of these things are, and I will show you how you can create a mechanism, and I'll show you how to test the mechanism without money, which is important, right? Because if you test it and get a 1,000 people to buy your fucking program, and then they're like, this is shit, I want my money back, you're in trouble, right? So we'll show you how to build it and test it without needing to, to put money down or anything. So um, we'll start with outcome. Oh, OMG, outcome. Okay, outcome is very simple. You need to know what people want. Now, I have a program, it's a business program called the Smart Blueprint. In the Smart Blueprint, we spend one month teaching this. I don't know about you, but I don't have a month free. I'm guessing you don't have a month where you can just sit and watch me for a month. So outcome is huge. So I need to be clear that what I'm about to tell you is like the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg. If you really want to learn outcome, you probably want to sign up for my business course. I'm just letting you know. But I'll give you the summary anyway because I said I'm going to help you. All you have to do is contact past clients. And you're going to say to them the following things. Get ready to memorize this. You're going to say, 
If I could help you solve one problem, what would it be? And you're going to ask every client you've ever had. In fact, you're going to ask everyone that you've ever helped before with that subject, even if they paid you money or not. And you want to be asking at least 20 people. If you are an expert and you have been teaching people, you have at least 20 people to talk to or maybe other classmates, right? That if I could teach you or help you solve one problem, if I could help you solve one problem, what would it be? Got it? Write it down. Next, you could say it like this. Same question or slightly different version of the question. What is one thing that you wish you could do with regards to this subject, right? So what is one martial arts move you wish you had? Or if I could help you solve one problem in your physical fitness, what would it be? Got it? Just that question. Or what's one result you really want? That's another one. So like, what's one result you want in your dating life that you really, really want? Let me know. Got it? But ask the same question to 20 people and write it down. So I'm going to get 20 different results, right? And then over my 20 different results, I'm going to look at them and I'm going to see which one comes up most often. So for example, in martial arts, it might be, um, I, wish I, I wish I could block better. Maybe that's the one that comes up most. I don't know. Who knows? And it comes up like more often than anything else, right? So at that point, I'm like, wow, you know, I've got half the people here said they wish they could block better than anyone else. So the product I should probably develop is what? The how to block better than anyone else product. You have to get the outcome though. You got to know what they want because that's what you're going to develop. You can't say, I'm going to develop a perfect block program. Phone 20 people and be like, hey, do you want to be able to block better? Like maybe, yeah, sure. You're not actually identifying what they want. You got to say to them, what is the one problem you wish I could help you with? Got it? And then you write it down. Does that make sense? That is how you identify the outcome. This will develop that for you. Just make sure everyone understands that. Awesome. You guys will get it. Everyone watching live on Facebook, you guys will understand. Sweet. All right. Sorry, guys, just checking in. Um, everyone that's watching on the Zoom, remember, if you have questions, you can put them in the Q&A. We're going to answer them at the end. Sweet. Okay, cool. That's outcome. Oh, OMG. Next, we have M, the mechanism. The mechanism is the process through which you will guide people in the result. Okay, so I'm going to get you that result by guiding you through a process. And human beings tend to remember three to five things. Actually, they remember seven plus or minus two things, but three to five is very, very easy for people to remember, which is why we pick either three or five. Now, I find it's easier with an acronym, you know, like OMG, oh my God. You guys all understand a product that is amazing. People are, oh my God, what a great product. OMG, get it? But likewise, um, Anything I teach, I use an acronym. So for example, my dating program is ACE Formula. My business program is the SMART Blueprint, S-M-A-R-T. Because it's something simple, like you can design a business or you can design a SMART business. The SMART business teaches you the five lessons that all business owners should know. S, staff. M, marketing. A, develop an audience. R, revenue, which is your money, T, testimonials. If you build a business and you're missing any one of those five things, you're going to struggle. You can have everything and no testimonials and no one will believe your business is any good. Or you can have M-A-R-T, but no staff. And now you're doing all the work yourself and you're going to get overwhelmed. Got it? So you need all five things and then you have a successful business. My smart blueprint program guides anyone through how to build a smart business. 
Get it? You guys understand how this works? So OMG, oh my God, product. If you want an OMG product, you've got to make sure you know the outcome, you have a mechanism, and you have guaranteed results. This makes it easy for you to remember. If I said to you, what makes a good product, you guys are going to say, if I could hear you, you'd be screaming, OMG, outcome, mechanism, guaranteed result. So mechanism, let's imagine we do one for martial arts. Do you remember the David versus Goliath program I came up with, the $3,000 program? So once again, we will have David. Now, in David versus Goliath, who do you want to be? You want to be David or you want to be Goliath? Obviously, you want to be David, right? David. So, David, very simple. All we do is we think in order. If I'm going to fight someone, I have to make sure that I'm doing it in the correct order. Um, so, this is what I came up with. The David program. Defend, assess, visualize, intercept, defeat. So we to imagine a situation. Remember, in the David program, I'm being attacked by someone bigger than me. The very first thing I'm going to do is defend. So I'm going to cover up all my vulnerable areas. Then I'm going to assess. I'm going to work out the best place to place the blow that is going to turn the fight. Right. So I'm, I'm defending. I'm assessing. I'm working out. I know where I'm going to strike. I've got my, my special key ring that gives me an advantage in a fight. It's like a, a finger ring or what have you. I'm going to visualize. I'm going to visualize the nerve because the whole point of the David system is over three months, I've learned the easiest nerves to hit. A nerve cluster, when you punch a nerve cluster with a concentrated point, the opponent is going to feel it. No matter how big they are, you can give someone, you know, like say a funny bone, no matter how big you are, you whack your funny bone, you're like, ah, that really hurt, right? Or, or a dead leg. So you are going to learn in the David versus Goliath program, just like David threw the stone and it hit him straight in the square of his forehead and took him out. You are going to learn the pressure points on somebody bigger than you, and you're going to hit them. So defend. First, I'm being attacked. I defend myself. Assess. What is the easiest pressure point to hit? Visualize. Imagine where that point is. Make sure I've got my, my spiky thing to hit them with it. Intercept. As they rain the next blow down, I'm going to move into position so the blow does less damage, and then defeat. Pow! I'm going to hit them directly on that nerve cluster with that little spike that I get with the program. Boom! They go down. They can't fight anymore. Their leg is numb or what have you. They're not expecting it because I wasn't instantly just attacking them or escalating. This is the David program, right? This would be my mechanism. And I would teach it over a sequence of classes. The first class would be defense. All I'm going to do is teach you. If you're being attacked, this is the best defense. You've got to cover your vital organs. You've got to cover your chin so you don't get knocked out. Um, you know, you want to try not to go to the ground. You want to try and get away. We're going to move towards avoidance first. You guys understand? Defend. So I've got a whole, it's a three-month training, right? So my three-month training might break down like this. One month is defend and assess. One month is visualize and intercept. One month is defeat. That's a three-month program. See how this works? So I've got two weeks on defensive maneuvers. Just learn the basics of defense. How to avoid, how to run, how to block. I'm training at home every day. And then assess. I'm learning the pressure points, where they are. How to identify the easy ones to hit that are going to have the most impact. So I've got two weeks of just studying that. Then visualize. I'm going to visualize where it is in the body, which is another two weeks of working it out. But I'm also going to you know, maybe look at a mannequin or maybe watch videos or maybe try it on myself. I'm going to learn where they are, visualize how they work. And then intercept. I'm going to learn the best way to move in a position to strike them. Like, where do I have to be to be able to do it? And then one month of drilling over and over again, training on a dummy, practicing, hitting the point over and over again. At the end of three months, I will have spent three months training one freaking skill. 
I now am David. I can defeat the Goliath. That's my mechanism. I can guarantee. And then at the end, I just say to the students, at the end of the program, if you know, obviously I'm not going to send them to a bar to get beaten up by a guy, right? I'm gonna, at the end of the program, if you do not think that you would be comfortable using this skill in a real life situation, you can have your money back. Like if I haven't helped you, you can have your money back. They're, they're going to say, no, this is great. It was broken down simply. I understand new things I didn't understand before. I can do this. And at the end of the program, I can say to them, if you want to learn more, you want to become a black belt, you can sign up for my black belt training. Get it? So very simple, a clear mechanism that breaks down exactly what to do. You could do this for anything. And then lastly, we move on to a guaranteed result. Now, I've already explained a few times, guaranteed result is pretty simple. But the easiest way to do it is to go back to the outcome and word the outcome as the result. So if, I, if they said, you know, I want to be able to beat a guy that's bigger than me, then the outcome is, did you beat someone bigger? If they say, I want to give up, I want to lose 24 pounds, then the guarantee is, did you gain, oh, sorry, did you lose 24 pounds? And if they did lose 24 pounds, then congratulations, they've satisfied, they've won. If they haven't, then I can give them two choices. Choice number one, money back. Choice number two, if they felt that they didn't put the effort into the program, they can do the program again for free. So go back in the program and do it again for free. Now, this is really important because it's a group training. I'm not just doing one-on-one. That takes no extra time for me because I'm going to run the class again for the next group of people for the next 12 weeks. I'm going to run it four times a year. So you just go back into the program. Better yet, anyone that's doing this, I can resell them on this program or I can sell them on a different program. If they're like, you know what? I didn't really like that program. Um, I would much rather do the, the bodybuilding program or something completely different. I'm like, no problem. You know what? I'll give you the other program for free. Try it out, see what you think, and give it a go. So I've got two options, but I always make it the customer's choice. What do you want? Do you, do you want the result? Can we keep working on this? I'll put you in one of our other programs, or do you want your money back? This way, you're getting guaranteed results. Your customers are going to be super happy. And of course, we want them happy because you want to be able to sell them something else in the future. I have never found anyone struggles with our programs because of our mechanisms. The mechanisms make it very simple, but we're backed up by a robust refund policy. We want our students to get results, and that is the key. So does that make sense? Everyone get the idea, okay, this is how I build a product. Obviously, this isn't months and months of training, but I want to make sure if this made sense, give me a hell yes, give me a gold nugget, be like, yep, that makes absolute sense. Because now we're going to talk about what to do next. So obviously, your first step is going to be reach out to past customers. You're going to talk to people and say, hey, what is the one problem you have? How can I help you? Then you're going to identify which of those products is the thing you need to develop, and then you're gonna think of the mechanism. What mechanism do I need to develop? How am I gonna calculate the price? Is this an under $500 product? Is it an over $500 product? You're gonna work out what that is. And then the next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna make sure it's got a strong guarantee, and then you build the business. Now, initially, I did tell you I'd give you a way of doing this where there's no fear. I would recommend the first time you build the product, don't charge for it. Go back to everybody you've ever had and say, I want to do a beta test of this thing. I'm not going to charge for it. It's going to be free. I just want to test my mechanism. Now, what's cool about that is refunds don't cost you anything. You lose some time, but you get to develop the mechanism. And all they have to do is fill in a survey to tell you if you succeeded or not. And if your mechanism works, then you will feel confident selling it in the future. Because it's a group training, you should feel much happier selling this en masse to lots and lots of people. Because if a thousand people buy it, the time to deliver it is the same. It's going to be three hours, three days a week or what have you, right? It's the same time no matter how many people sign up. 
I mean, maybe a thousand people would be too much. You might want to do it twice a week or something, but still you can handle a lot more than one-on-one clients where you're maxed out, of four, maxed out at 40 hours a week. So your next steps are to think about what we call the smart blueprint. I want to be very clear. None of you have to sign up for the smart blueprint today, but I'm aware that some of you are probably going to want to, right? Some of you are going to be like, you know what? Fuck, Adam's smart. This is good. I want to do it. If you want to do the smart blueprint today, I will give you an option to do it. I'll make sure I give you guys a special deal. Um, It's cheap as shit, by the way. It's really not expensive um, because for me, this is round two of my beta. I did a beta test last year. Then I did a paid beta test last year. And now I'm doing a round two beta test. So all my products work like this. I develop them over time. Smart is in its final beta test. After this, we're going to launch at full price at some point next year, probably. But this year, well, especially this month, we've got a massive opportunity for people to a massive discount. But I'm going to give one of you this program for free. Sorry, Facebook people, you're not going to get it for free unless you've registered by the RSVP. If you've done that, then your name will get added. Um, But you guys that pre-registered, one of you is going to get the program for free. But rather than just do that, I figured I'd teach you the basics anyway, right? So any of you, I'll give you the basics. The first is, as I said earlier, staff. But for most of you, you are going to be the only staff member. And if you are the only staff member, what you need to do is time management. You've got to make sure that you have a specific time put aside to deliver the product and a specific amount of time put aside to find new people and a specific time put aside to talk to people to sell them. Now, it might work out that you're going to um, deliver the product in the afternoons, right? Let's just say you're a martial arts instructor. You're going to teach five to nine, maybe, right? Three days a week. So that's what you're going to deliver. But then during the day is when, you know, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're reaching out to new people. Thursday, Friday, you're selling, right? You're going to decide the time in the smart blueprint. We help you with that. If you're not in the smart blueprint, you go work out yourself. But time management for yourself or for your staff members. If you've got staff, what time of day are they doing what tasks? Got it? Next, M, marketing. How are you finding new customers? Now, again, in the Smart Blueprint, we show you where to find new customers, but I'll give you the basics. The easiest way to find new customers is to find people that are struggling with the problem that you solve. So for example, uh, the martial arts one, if I developed a program called The Perfect Punch, I would be contacting every martial arts school and asking them if they'd be willing to let me promote my perfect punch program to their martial arts students. In return, I will split the money with them 50-50. Now, that's the kind of thing that might work. Some are going to be like, fuck off, I'm not going to do it. But if there's 20 martial arts schools in your town and 10 say yes, that's a lot of money you just made. Now, yeah, you're splitting the money with them, but that's a marketing cost. We always assume 50% is going to go for marketing costs one way or the other. Make sense? So, M, marketing. Um, And again, in the smart blueprint, we've got a whole bunch of different ways to do it. A is audience. Audience is as simple as creating a private Facebook group or a Discord server or a Slack and inviting people into it for free and helping them for free. Every single person watching this right now, you could create a Facebook group after this and you could say, hey, I'm creating a Facebook group where every day I'm going to answer questions about martial arts. Every day I'm going to answer questions about fitness. It's free. If you want to get fit, join the group, find out. That audience is where you get the thousand people. Okay. When that audience is a thousand people strong, you've got a thousand people and you're going to start making eight and 32 sales, give or take. R, revenue. 
Revenue is all about sales calls. There is no point having a thousand people if you don't invite them to talk to you on the phone. So you have a thousand people, you're helping them every day, giving them advice. And then anytime somebody asks for advice that's too long, for example, like you guys, like I need more marketing advice. Where else can I find clients? You're going to have to talk to us. You have to get on the phone. We offer free phone calls with every single person that is interested in learning about the smart blueprint because it's a sales call. We will tell you everything we can about the program, all the stuff that you're going to learn in return for finding out whether you want to do it or not. Literally, in fact, right now, Eve can put a phone number right here in the chat. If any of you want to be able to talk to us for free, we'll get on the phone call with you. We'll talk to you and we'll tell you about the smart blueprint. We'll break down all the different techniques that we use. Obviously, we won't help you develop them, but we'll break them down for you. And you can sign up if you want our help doing it. Right? So very, very simple. Just text Eve and she'll do it. Um, that's revenue. And then lastly, testimonials. And testimonials is just asking people, did this work? Did it help you? Would you make a video that explains it? That's it. But obviously there are scripts. There are specific ways to get good testimonial out of somebody. And so in the smart blueprint, we teach people how to do that. But that is your five step next steps. One, work out your time management. What hours are going to be spent finding an audience? What hours are going to be spent converting the audience? What hours are going to be spent delivering the product and creating it? Marketing. Where are you going to reach out to to find people to sell to? How are you going to do that? Audience. What are you going to build to capture people? I can see people saying YouTube's good. YouTube is bad. In YouTube, you can't have conversations. YouTube is just a way to like try and become an influencer, but it's not as good. Even someone with a YouTube channel, I would still recommend you have a private group where you can talk to people, a WhatsApp group, a Discord. You need to be able to communicate. They need to become your friends. You want a thousand people that like you. Next, revenue. You have to have sales phone calls where you're actually selling people over the phone. Just invite them for a discussion to talk about the program. In the Smart Blueprint, we have actual scripts you can follow. And then lastly, testimonials. Testimonials is where you're gonna ask people, hey, did this work, was it good? So for everybody else that's watching, if any of you are like, man, I would love Adam to coach me for an entire year and teach me about business. Um, and of course, learn the smart blueprint. We give you the systems we use. Um, it's one payment of $297. And then if you like it, uh, you can keep paying. There's nine more payments. It works out to 3,000 in total or 2997 or whatever it is. Uh, 10 payments of 297. Um, and it's a year of coaching of us guiding you through it. So the risk is only 297. And of course, it is fully guaranteed, meaning if you sign up for 297 and we help you build your business or grow the business if you've got one, if it doesn't work within 30 days, you're like, this sucks, you can have your money back. So it's a no-brainer. Eve's going to put a link to sign up in both chats. You guys can click on it if you want to. Um, Eve will put that there. Click on the link, read through it, see if it's right for you. No pressure. But if you want to help building a business, we'd love to help you. All right, with that being said, I'm going to take a small pee break. When I get back, we're going to take you through 12 more lessons. I'm going to share with you um, the most lucrative small business ideas. I'm going to share with you the best way to find business partners. I'm going to give you the best financing options for small businesses, how to raise money in a startup without giving up equity, the benefits of hiring bookkeeping services, and a whole bunch more. I'm going to give all those lessons away completely for free only for people that are in the Zoom. People on Facebook, I'm sorry, we're going to say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed it on Facebook, everybody. I hope you guys liked it. Um, this is disappearing, but thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I hope you loved it. Um, I'm going to have Eve give you guys the RSVP link again. Um, so if you want to register, you can register and you'll get a replay of all these videos so you will get to learn them. Um, and if you want to learn the Smart Blueprint, Eve, puts, Eve put the link there. You can click on that. We'd love to have you in the Smart Blueprint. Or you can always DM me, people on Facebook. Um, and I'd be more than happy to talk about your businesses um, and help you get it. For those of you guys that are tuning in just now um, with how good am I at business, 
Um, I got that thing that everyone posts in the adverts. It's like, look how smart I am. I've got one of those. Yeah, I've got one too. You only have to get a million bucks. It's not that hard to get. Um, so if any of you want to learn how to do a business or want to learn how we did that, um, then you're welcome to completely sign up. Guys, thank you on Facebook. You guys rock. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, let me know if this was shit and if I should ever do this again or not on Facebook. If you're looking to start a small business, then this is how you can make the most money rapidly. When it comes to starting a small business, your options are almost endless. But one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they follow the crowd. If I've learned anything about business over the last 20 years, I've learned that when everyone zigs, you want to zag. That means if you hear that everyone's making money on crypto, it is not the time to be getting into crypto. Or if you hear that everyone's doing drop shipping or e-commerce or what have you, you want to go in another direction. In general, however, the one direction that no one's ever interested in that makes the most money is local services. What that means is things like window cleaning, trash collection, house cleaning. These kind of businesses are packed with demand of people that are desperate to have someone who's reliable that can perform these services. Better yet, it's close to your home, so it's easy to find clients, especially with regards to referrals. And lastly, the money can be incredibly good, as you'll be surprised how much money people will pay for a convenience versus paying for a delicacy or for um, some kind of bigger benefit, right? They, a convenience people will spend a lot more money for. What's great is even if you start out the business doing everything yourself, it's a low cost of entry. You don't really need lots and lots of money to do it. But it's also easy to find somebody else to train them up to take over the business. So at that point, you can start running the business correctly, where you're not actually doing the work, but you're being over the business and managing it and overseeing it while other people are carrying it out. This is one of the fastest ways to make money quickly. And you can actually build a pretty successful empire as you start to dominate your neighborhood, the neighboring neighborhoods, the town, the nearby towns. And before you know it, who knows, you could be one of the largest businesses of your kind in your state. So that's one of the easiest ways to have a small business that grows and builds fast. Make sure you think about it, put down some ideas. And of course, if you've got any other questions with regards to business or comment with ideas, please feel free to let me know by reaching out to me and my team. Cool. Yep, exactly like the stock market, Jose. Don't sell when everyone sells. Just do the exact opposite. All right, let's go on to the next one. Best way to find business partners. Before choosing a business partner, before choosing a business partner, make sure you listen to everything I'm about to say. I've been running businesses for decades and I've had multiple partnerships, some of them successful, some of them not successful. And if anything, I've learned that one of the key elements to finding a good business partner is find somebody who is not like you. In my life, I found that there are two types of people. There are starters and there are finishers. If you're a starter, that means that you're, uh, you're a dreamer, you're a visionary, you've got all these ideas of things that you want to do, but you find it very hard to materialize them and have them happen. On the other hand, if you're a finisher, you're a little bit nervous about starting new things, but you love when everything's completed and, uh, and is you know, brought to final detail and everything looks great. Starters and finishers make the best partners. The problem is starters and finishers um, don't, even, don't usually consider themselves starter and finisher people. What I mean by that is a starter will often find themselves gravitating towards other starters and building a business with a couple of starters. The problem is because there are no finishers in the business, then everything kind of collapses. On the other hand, finishers tend to gravitate together as well, but they don't know how to innovate or bring in new clients and everything kind of just stagnates and doesn't really grow as fast as they want. 
When a starter and a finisher partner together, even though they may have different personality types, may not see eye to eye on everything, the business itself almost always succeeds because you've got somebody pushing it and somebody you know, finishing out and rounding off the project and making sure it goes where you want. So if you're looking to find a great partner to start with, look for somebody who's got the opposite skill set to you. If you're a starter, look for a finisher and vice versa. Cool. Does that make sense, guys? Everyone watching live? This is the best way to get financing for your small business. Small businesses often make the mistake of thinking they need to borrow money in order to build and grow. Now, while money is definitely a key factor to help you grow from advertising costs to being able to hire staff, it very rarely makes sense to borrow the money in order to do it. The reason being APR. Even if you have a low interest loan, when you borrow money, you're going to end up paying back more than you borrowed, and this creates negative cash flow. Most small businesses start out as cash flow businesses, and it's important for them to get their cash flow right side up as fast as possible. In short, negative cash flow is one of the worst things that can happen to a small business. If you need financing, there are two much better options that you can go to. The first is to pre-sell something. Pre-selling is one of the fastest ways to get some cash into the business. You don't fully develop a product, you just develop the idea of the product and then try and sell it to people. This lets you know if the product's good, because if you can't even sell it based on the idea, then no one really wants it. And if it is really good, then selling it on the idea is going to bring in the cash that's going to help you realize the idea. And this is one of the best ways to know that your product is good and that it's actually worthwhile. What's great about it is you don't have to fully develop it before you can test the idea and then scrap it if it's no good. The video game industry knows this very, very well. From mobile phone games that come out with a beta test first that doesn't have all the features and then has to sell a number of units before they fully develop it, right through to big video games that will sometimes do a beta test three months earlier and people will be charged a premium to be able to play it earlier even though it's buggy. This is one of the benefits of the video game industry pushing forward this concept and by calling your concept or idea a beta and selling the beta, you can get some money in early to, uh, to help develop the actual product itself. Another way of doing it is to partner with somebody. You may find somebody who has uh, more money than time, who's looking to put some of that money into a project that can help them make money in the future. Now, do know that in this situation, they're going to want that money back at some point, but because it's not a loan, it doesn't create negative cash flow. This is somebody who at some point in the future is going to want to split profit with you. So it's not really going to affect your cash flow, but it is going to affect the money that comes into your pocket. If ultimately you think your idea is great and it's going to grow and you're going to make tons and tons of money, so much money that you don't mind splitting half of it with somebody else, then this is a great choice. If on the other hand, you think at some point in the future, you're going to resent the person for just giving you some cash and then getting 50% of everything that comes in in the future, then you're probably better off going with option A. Either way, these are two much better ways to go than borrowing money to start a business. And in fact, I would tell everybody, don't borrow money to start the business because it almost always ends in disaster. Cool. Everyone says, I love how it gets in character for different value. We use these for YouTube videos. That's how we do it. So the 12 bonus lessons are always the YouTube videos for the following, uh, for the following month. So but I'd rather teach them live, mostly because you know, I can check in with you guys and see if it made sense. Because if what I said makes complete fucking non- no sense whatsoever, then I'm going to redo it. You know? All right, next one. How to raise money in a startup without giving up equity? It's almost the same question. Here's the best way to raise money in a startup without giving up equity. 
One of the fastest ways to raise um, some cash to help develop a startup when it gets off the ground is to pre-sell. Now, pre-selling is made easy with things like uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo, but even in those kind of situations, you kind of expect it to somewhat have an idea of what the product's going to be before it fully releases. However, something you can do is you can reach out to a smaller, closer network of people and pre-sell something well before you fully develop it. There was a great copywriter, which is an advertising writer back in the day, who would sit down in a local bar and he would hang out there and discuss the product before it was even developed. He would just sit around and invite people to come and join him for drinks while he would sit and talk about the product. He knew that the product was ready for development when somebody sitting next to him would say, and how much is this thing going to be and where can I get it? And then he would know that he had nailed the advertising. You can do exactly the same thing by inviting 20 friends to come over your place for dinner. They all turn up, sit down, or maybe you can even do a virtual hangout and you can do it over Zoom. And then you just discuss the idea until somebody says, wow, I would buy that. The minute somebody says it, you say, well, actually, I'm glad you said that because I'm looking for some people to prepay for it so that I can use that money to develop it. You're going to get the product at a massive discount. And of course, I'll put your name on it and you're going to get credits for it. Humans love vanity and the vanity metric can be just as valuable as equity. What's great about it is the vanity makes them feel good. They get to say they were one of the first. They get to say they helped you develop it but you don't have to share any equity or money with them. This is a great way to get that initial capital in to get yourself over the first hurdle where you can get the product developed well enough that then you can launch it on Kickstarter and then you can bring that money in to help it grow. And this is a route that a startup can go without having to giving up equity. Cool. That's how Alibaba started. Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> what are the benefits of hiring bookkeeping services for your business? Okay, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Here's why you want to hire a bookkeeping service for your business. Unless you're some kind of accounting expert, financial whiz kid, or you just like balancing books, the number one thing that's going to make your business completely collapse is bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is just keeping track of all the money in the business, where it goes, what the expenses are, and knowing whether an expense is a business expense or a personal expense. And I can tell you now that when I assess companies that are between $100,000 and $900,000 a year, the number one place they all fall is on bad books. Books that don't make sense, books that have had somebody just throw them together. I once looked at a business where all their books were literally written in a book, a notepad that was kept under a computer, and that's where all their financial data was recorded by pen, by hand, with a signature. It was so old school and out of date that it probably wouldn't have held up anywhere in any kind of scrutiny for anybody. They were trying to sell this business and because of their books and their bookkeeping, they were not able to sell it. Ultimately, if you want to make sure that your financial life is easy and you don't have to stress about taxes every year, then having good bookkeeping is the key to doing that. In my own business, we do two assessments. Every week, we do a mini bookkeeping assessment where we just make sure that we're on financial track. And we do a very big assessment once a month where we look at overall how we're doing, whether we're hitting targets and whether we're moving in the right way. Those two meetings, one of them takes like five minutes, the other one takes like 30 minutes. So I don't spend any more than one hour a month looking at my finances. And it's all because I have a bookkeeping service that handles all the little details and they just bring me a report for me to look at. If I didn't have that bookkeeping service, I would probably be spending four to six hours every week handling my own finances, keeping track of receipts and things like that. So yes, in my opinion, every business should consider at least getting a bookkeeping service, if only because it makes accountants' lives that much easier and, of course, protects you um, just in case you have any issues deeper in the future with taxes or anything along those lines. So this isn't financial advice. This is simply business advice that my life is easier by having a bookkeeper. So I'd recommend it for you too.
Yep, pen and paper, John. It was bad. All right. If you have a startup, the first key roles and positions you should hire for are as follows. In my experience, the very first thing that is needed in any business is a chief of operations. Somebody just to make sure that the emails are answered, that projects are moving forward, there's a deadline on things and things are happening. Until you hire that one person, there is almost no point hiring any other role in the company. I've seen people hire technical experts. I've seen people hire marketing departments, branding strategists, salespeople. But all of these products and programs and systems collapse without somebody making sure that there's clear communication going on and everyone knows what they're doing. So with that being said, I would argue that you either want to hire some kind of assistant that can keep track of everything and make sure everyone's accountable, like an executive assistant, or somebody in charge of operations to make sure that all the projects are being organized and handled correctly and everything's going in the right place. From there, you can start thinking about the other hires. Almost always, the next hire after operations should be somebody in charge of sales because having somebody automating sales and working 24-7, well, realistically, 40 hours a week, pushing and bringing sales in is what's going to drive the income to give you the money to be able to hire more people. So I would almost always start with operations and follow that by sales. From there, then you can start building out the other departments in your company. And if you want to know what departments you should cover, it's pretty simple. Just think about what the C-suite is. The C-suite are the chief executive roles, and they represent the major branches of your business. So that'd be the chief executive officer, which is probably you, the chief operations officer, which is the person in charge of all the projects, which is the one I first mentioned, the chief sales officer, which is the person in charge of sales, which is the second person I mentioned. And then after that, we have the chief marketing officer, who's in charge of finding new customers to sell to, the chief technical officer, who's in charge of handling web development and all the technical stuff, the chief financial officer, who's in charge of organizing all your finances and putting everything where they need to go. As long as you have these key departments, then you have a business that is successful. And that's pretty much the order I'd be hiring them in. Cool. If you've got a startup business, then this is one of the best ways to manage your employees. I've often said that a good employee is incredibly hard to find, but a good manager can create good employees. Ultimately, an employee's job is just to follow the tasks that they've been given. If your employee is failing to achieve those tasks, even though they're eager and bright and excited to work for you, then it's almost always a case that the task hasn't been broken down well enough for them to follow. The image of the angry manager or business owner screaming at people because they're not doing their job right is very rarely because the person isn't doing their job right and almost always because the manager or person that handed them the task didn't explain it well enough. When you run a business, you've got this intention for how your business should be run. And you've got these experiences that you can pull on for 10, 15, five, however many years that you can pull on to help make that decision. The employee has been there for weeks, maybe even months. They don't have that experience. To them, the sense of what to do isn't common, which is why people say, have you no common sense? But the reality is they have lots of common sense, just not for doing this particular task. As a manager or owner of a business, it's your job to break down their tasks into standard operating procedures or SOPs. The SOPs should be simple, easy to follow, and break down every single task step by step so somebody can literally just fill it off, tick off a box, and get the exact result that you wanted. If they're struggling to do that, it's because you either haven't broken it down well enough or you're not managing them well enough. One of the easiest ways to manage them is to make sure you have some kind of project um, organizational software that has the SOP built into it. That way, they can wake up every day, 
go in, look at their Tuesday tasks and tick them off one by one as they go through. They're following the standard operating procedure. So what they're doing is exactly what they're being told to do. And if they're following it correctly, the SOP should be written in a way that the results are expected and go the same way. Now, there are many different pieces of software you can use. One of my favorites is Trello, uh, which is something that we use in our own company. Um, and it's a very easy drag and drop, easy to use system. But again, the only way you're going to get good at managing staff is to start reaching out and finding them and managing them. And just remember that if there's something going wrong with the staff, it's probably you. <laughs> How to groom a high potential employee. That's a fun one. Eve, I want, have we done that? Have we stolen employees from other companies before? How to convince a high worth potential employee to leave somebody else's company and join yours. All's fair in love and war and business, as far as I'm concerned. As long as you're not breaking any laws, um, ultimately what it comes down to is whoever has the best offer wins. Um, I had an amazing marketing officer that worked in my company many years ago and a company that I knew that I was friends with convinced him to leave my company and join theirs and they offered him five times more money than we were paying him. As much as it hurt and it sucked, it's just all part of doing business. I wasn't upset about it. I understood what happened. They had successfully convinced a employee to leave my company and join theirs. Now, in return, a few years later, I managed to uh, return that favor and take some, some employees from them by using a very similar tactic that they used with us. Now, again, there's nothing underhand going on here. No contracts are being broken. You've got to make sure you follow uh, NDAs and everything is above board. But the easiest way of doing this is to, one, make sure you develop good friendships, not just with the employees in the other company, but also with your competitors. What you don't want to do is have a situation where you steal somebody and it upsets everybody. The next thing you want to do is make sure that if you are getting somebody to leave a company, that you kind of talk to the other business owner and explain what's going on. Obviously, you don't really want to do it in a way that is aggressive or antagonistic. Um, realistically, what we'd normally say is, hey, I've heard that a couple of employees are planning on leaving your company and they would naturally fill a role that we have in ours. Um, we're offering a similar competitive pay. Would you be okay with us having those employees come and join us? And if you've got a good relationship with your competitor, then there's usually no problem whatsoever. And they say, absolutely fine. Please, by all means, take them. And so that can ease a lot of the potential problems. Now, to convince the customer to come across, sorry, to convince the employee to come across, it's often a matter as simple as making sure that you're either matching or improving their pay, uh, matching or decreasing the workload that they're used to, and of course, making sure that you're creating a fun, friendly environment for everybody. One of the coolest things that we have in our company is we have a happy employees create happy customers. And so we make sure that we do as much as we can to keep our, our employees as happy as possible. So we try no arguments, no shouting, no screaming. Um, we try an upbeat attitude. We all have an attitude of hard work and customer service, which makes sure that um, our employees are happy, but also that they know to translate hard work and customer service to all of our, our customers as well, which makes sure that that stays on. And we do a lot of like fun extracurricular activities. So we'll do like group laser tag and things like that. Um, or we'll do dinner dates and things with all of our staff members. We also internally in our company offer the highest medical pay that you can uh, give people, like the highest quality, which of course is very enticing. Um, and we have other benefits as well, such as um, our holidays tend to be more than most companies um, and we give bonuses every single year. So this makes our company uh, a pleasant place to work in, a fun environment, and also it's very attractive in terms of employee benefits that can extend to their family. So these things give us a bit of an edge with trying to, to poach another, uh, another employee from another company, but ultimately it all comes down to developing the relationships and of course, making sure you get permission from your competitors so you don't create a hostile environment. How to identify and recruit good team leaders. This is good. 
If you're looking to identify and recruit a good team leader for your small business, then there is only one way to do it. The best team leaders almost always come from people that have a ton of experience of managing teams. In my experience, if you don't have enough money to hire somebody who's good at doing this, and just for the record, they can cost anywhere from $140,000 to $180,000 a year, you might want to consider a fractional team leader. The good news about team leaders is they often don't need to work a full day. They can turn up for a morning meeting to make sure that everybody attends the meeting, and then they can do a check-in at the end of the day just to make sure that everybody did their workload. Beyond that, the only thing they have to do is um, employee meetings, maybe once a month to see that everybody's okay, and then, of course, help with the hiring and firing process. In a bigger company that has 80 to 100 or more employees, this is easily a full-time job. In a smaller company where you've maybe only got two to three people, this is something that can be done in less than an hour a day. In doing so, you can often find somebody who has a full-time job doing this exact same role, and you can match their pay, except just pay by the hour. I've, I've often found that some employees at big corporations are earning maybe $40 to $50 an hour doing this role, but that means I could hire them for one day a week at $50 an hour or $250 a week, $1,000 a month, to do the same role in my company. They've got all the resources and all the tools from their company that they're doing in their full-time job. And the only thing I have to do is make sure that we work around their schedule, meaning that they give us 30 minutes in the morning before they start their day and 30 minutes at the end. They get an extra $1,000 a month. They get to help out a small company and we get the benefits of a very powerful and experienced employee managing our team so we can grow with them. I've done this numerous times when my company was much smaller to get to the position where I am today, where I have a full-time person doing this job. And without a doubt, it's one of the biggest impacts on the growth of my company. If you're a small business, here's how to leverage social media for growth. Over the decades, we have seen numerous social media platforms come and go, from Vine and MySpace to YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and more. Without a doubt, every single one of these social media platforms follows the same simple rules. Everybody wants to chase the people at the top, but they are almost always a rich get richer system, which means the bigger you are, the more likely you are to grow. With that being said, it actually makes much more sense to go after smaller groups than it does bigger groups. For example, if your social media account only has 10 people on it, you should be looking at other social media accounts that are in a similar kind of niche or industry to you that have 10 to 300 people. By focusing on finding 10 relationships with people that have a similar size social media account to you, you can share audiences, do cross collaborations where you share videos with each other and build up. If 10 people with 300 followers are exposed to your content, that's 3,000 people. Suddenly your 10 followers is gonna grow to more like 400 or 500, and then a month later, you can find groups of people that have pages with 500 to 1,000 people. Find 10 of those, and now you've been exposed to an extra 10,000 people. Suddenly you're gonna find yourself grow from you know, the 500 that you're at now to maybe 2,000, and then you can start looking for groups that have 2,000 to 10,000, so on and so forth, and you expose yourself to bigger and bigger brands until you become big enough that you can start working with the big ones. It doesn't matter what social media app is developed or you use, this strategy is consistent and works time after time. I got to work with some of the very early YouTube channels, the Discovery Channel, Epic Meal Time, Corridor Digital. Some of these to this day are still some of the biggest YouTube channels. And I was there at the very beginning watching the strategies they used. This is exactly what they used, right down to when Clubhouse came out and I jumped to a thousand followers in a single 48 hour period by using this exact same strategy. 
I've gotten to a point where I've seen this strategy used so often um, that I know how easy it is to do, that I do it for as long as I want. And then I've actually got lazy with it myself because I found that there are many other ways to build an audience and make money that are a lot more fun for me and don't require as much work. But if you want to become big on social media, I found that consistently that's the easiest way to do it. Next, I've got two more guys and then we're going to do the Q&A. Um, just out of interest, how many of you that are watching right now have not joined the Smart Blueprint, but are interested? If it's you, could you give me a hand raise? I just want to know how many of you there are. Uh, by hand raise, I mean put an emoji in the chat or something or, or write me in the chat rather than actually click hand raise because that would be weird. Um, so I'm just curious how many of you are, are watching but are not in the Smart Blueprint yet, but you think about it. Okay, type hand raise. All right, sweet. So the one thing that I just want to check, so there's a few of you guys that are there. Um, I just want to point out, it's $297 to get started. We specifically picked it because it was like a really cheap number. So I know that most of you guys can afford it. Um, oh, Mitch needs me to re-explain the social media strategy. I'll do that in a second. Um, so I know it's affordable for people to do it. The one thing that I'm curious about is why you haven't done it. I, I won't get into a lengthy thing in the chat, but could you do me a favor? Could you text Eve and explain that you're interested in the Smart Blueprint? and explain why you haven't signed up yet, that will help us no end with our marketing guys. If, if you want to do me a favor for the free advice I've been giving, that would help us because we need to identify what it's missing. Like, what do you need to make that jump? Because for me, it's a no-brainer. I know like you pay 300 bucks, you're in, it's 300 bucks a month, it's affordable, it's only for 10 months, but the program's for 12 months, and then you make more money than you pay us. So to me, it's a no-brainer. But I know that when I was a janitor, if somebody had come to me and said that, I would have freaked out and not sure if I could do it or not. And I try to answer everything to make it an easy jump. But we're, we've obviously missed something for some of you guys. So um, if you guys could just text Eve and just be like, I'm interested in Smart Blueprint, but I haven't signed up because of this reason, or I'm interested in Smart Blueprint, I'd like to talk to you. I would just like to know why that would really help us if you guys don't mind. Cost an, an in-between price product. So actually, that's kind of the point. It's 297 as one payment initially. So if you don't want to keep going, you can just pay the 300 bucks and get the basics. So yeah, uh, don't let me in the chat. Just text Eve and let her know, guys, because that will really help me and then we can work it out. Thanks, gang. Thank you. All right, let's keep going. Um, how to develop a niche marketing strategy using social media. Oh, that's so funny. All right, so the person that said, hey, can you do the social media thing again? I've got to do it again. So that's simple. You don't have to be massive on social media in order to make money from social media. You just have to do this. You don't need to go viral to become successful on social media. Most of the time, you just need to become good enough and well-known in your niche. And if your niche isn't one of the major niches on the internet, like live streaming or video games, um, then actually you're often better off staying much smaller, but being hyper-focused on the thing that you do. One of the easiest ways to be good on social media is to break down the concept social media. It requires two things. One, creating media that matches the medium of the outlet. For example, on Instagram, that's going to be pictures and short videos. On Facebook, it's going to be written posts and pictures with videos. On um, Clubhouse, it's going to be audio. But you've got to understand the media platform that is preferred. There's no point trying to be um, an incredible model on Clubhouse because no one's ever going to see you, right? You've got to match the media. And then the other element of it is social. The key to growing on social media is to network with other influencers who are the same size audience as you. So if you have 100 people in your audience, you want to find other people that are in the same industry or niche as you, but have a similar size audience. And then you want to share and trade content. So I promote you, you promote me. 
That way I get seen by their 100 followers and they get seen by my 100 followers. After I've done this with 10 people over the course of a month, I will have been exposed to 1,000 new people if each person has approximately 100 people. They're all going to be comfortable sharing audiences with me because just like me, they're trying to grow and I've got the same audience size as them. After this, I should have grown by a specific amount. Let's just say that I gained all 1,000 new people and now I have 1,000 followers. In the next month, I find 10 people that have 1,000 followers just like me. And once again, we share audience with everybody. The following month, I find people that have 10,000 people and I share with all of them. This is the fastest, quickest way to grow... This is the fastest, quickest way to grow any social media on any platform. And if you follow this process, it is consistent. And before you know it, you'll be as big as you can imagine. Cool. Did that help the person that wanted to hear it again? I hope so. Um, and then lastly, how to define your niche audience. Perfect. If you don't know what your niche is, your business is always going to fail. Here's how to find it. A niche is like taking a slice out of a business. And the smaller the niche you pick, the easier it is to make money, but the harder it is to make lots of money. But when you first start a business, it's often easier to be an expert in a specific niche than it is to be an expert overall. For example, let's just say you wanted to become a fitness coach. Becoming the number one fitness coach in the world would be very, very difficult. You would be competing with every other fitness coach that has ever existed. On the other hand, you could take a niche so you could become the best fitness coach in your country and you'd have a much better chance. You wouldn't make as much money, but it would be a lot easier to do that. But if we keep niching down, you can find a niche that is better for you. For example, in the neighborhood that you live, there is probably a gym nearby and there will be a top trainer at that gym. That will be the best fitness trainer in your niche in your local area. And it's a lot easier to become that person than it is to become the best person in your town. That makes sense. But if you're trying to start a business, rather than thinking, I'm going to be better than that guy, you can just niche again. So if that person is the number one fitness trainer um, in, your, in, your, in your area, then you could niche and say, okay, well, I'm going to be the number one fitness trainer for people under the age of 30. So suddenly, they might be the best fitness trainer, but if you're under 30, you're a better uh, fitness trainer. And that is what it means to niche. Niche is just understanding where you are number one so that you can be the absolute best in a specific field. That makes it easier for you to have what's known as authority because if I have a choice between going to the number one fitness trainer or the number one fitness trainer under for people under 30 and I am 22 years old, I'm more likely to go for the one that's under 30 because that's my niche. And so when you're developing your business, try and find what it will be easiest for you to become number one in your niche. And then as you dominate that niche, you can start expanding into other areas and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. For example, I had a friend that became the number one survival niche in the world, literally in the world, when they got to a point they were so big that they needed to grow into a new niche, and the new niche was camping. So they started becoming in camping. And while they have not become the number one camping brand in the world, they are still the number one survival niche in the world, and they have a pretty sizable camping brand that does glamping and all sorts of other things. So you're never stuck in your niche, but you do want to dominate your niche first before expanding into broader niches. Oh, Jigga's got a good point about the smart blueprint. Didn't think the discount was big enough, so decided on monthly. Yeah, good news. All right, good to know. I will think about it. Jigga, do me a favor and just text Eve what kind of discount you would have wanted to do a full pay. That would be really useful. If you don't mind sharing that, that would be very useful info. I like that you guys see that like we use what we teach, right? Like your, your feedback is very useful to us. So thank you guys. All right, that is it for the 12 bonus lessons. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've got 20 questions that I'm going to answer though. So I'm going to go through them. 
um, and I'm going to break it down. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one. Um, there's a marketer I follow who goes by the name of Dan Locke. He teaches high-income skills, mainly being sales such as high-ticket closing and copywriting, and says how it's better to use a skill to do a service for businesses as a contractor, master a skill before starting a business as well as having the funds required from it. What's your take on it? If you're starting out a business for the first time and you're wondering whether you should teach a skill versus provide a skill for someone else, I can guarantee you the easiest thing to do is to start by providing a skill for somebody else. One of the key things that's going to set you apart from everybody else is being an authority. And the only way to be an authority is to have a weight of past customer testimonials to let them know that you are good at what you do. And the only way to do that is to get experience. And it's a lot easier to get that experience by delivering that as a skill for somebody else than it is to start just teaching people or being some kind of consultant. So in my opinion, and many other experts on this matter, you should always start by trying to provide a service for somebody to prove that you're good at what you do before you start developing a business that teaches it or consults with other people how to do it for themselves. Um, anonymous, by the way, uh, I don't know who you are, but whoever you are, like in general, that's just a better business model over, overall. If procrastination is holding you back from starting a business, then this is one of the most important things you could ever hear. The reason that most of us get procrastination is simply because we are scared of what it's going to be like to do something. We're not actually procrastinating. We just don't know if we're going to like it. We don't know what to do. And that indecision pauses us. You can think of it like your fear reaction to anything, the fight, flight, or freeze. For some people, the idea of doing something new is so exciting, they jump into it or they fight. They take action and they push through that fear and that's what gets them going. For other people, the fear that something can go wrong will make them run away from it and they'll flee. They won't procrastinate, but they'll just say, I am never doing that. That's not for me. The third group of people freeze. They want to do it, but they're not really sure how to start. And so they just keep putting it off and doing it later. That procrastination isn't actually procrastinating and it truly is fear manifesting in a different way. The easiest way to overcome this is with something called micro-commitments. A micro-commitment is I'm going to do a single step, but I'm not going to do the whole thing. Case in point, a very good friend of mine, uh, actually by the name of Ryan Holiday, you may have heard of him, he's an author, has challenged me to write a very specific book. Now, the idea of writing that book was so scary that I wrote to Ryan, uh, my buddy, in an email and said, Ryan, I'm going to decline your suggestion for me to do this. And I literally listed all the reasons why I was not going to write this book. Ryan then picked up the phone, phoned me, and told me all the reasons why I have to do it. But more importantly, he told me one micro-commitment I can make. He said, look, if you're scared about publishing the book, which is the thing that I'm scared about, he said, just write it, don't publish it, and just send it to me. He's like, I'll read it, and then at least somebody has read your book. By committing myself to write it but not publish it, it removed a lot of the fear that I had about what people will think when they read this book. That's going to make it a lot easier for me to start the book. And in fact, I've already started outlining it, which makes it so much easier for me to move down the task. Then once the book is complete, I can show it to him, get his feedback on it, and make a decision on whether to publish it then. The micro-commitment makes it easier to get over the procrastination than saying, I'm going to do the whole thing. Um, Alex says, can this work for physical products to manufacture and ship as well? Absolutely. A physical product is almost better because it's an actual product. Is it better to sell a book on Kindle or make the book as a video course or both? 
I've self-published a number of books, and in my opinion, one of the easiest ways to make money online is to publish a book on Amazon and then have an alternate version, whether it's a video or an audio training on your own personal website that you can give away for free to gain somebody's contact details. Getting somebody's contact details enables you to be able to communicate with them time and time again without having to pay for advertising. In many ways, your self-published book online functions as an advert to your website and to the products that you create. By making sure that I create a book, put it out there, and you know, potentially get some money from that book being sold, but also have a free version on my website so if somebody comes to me directly, I gain their contact information, Instead of that customer's info going to Amazon, it goes to me. And now I can sell them other products that I develop. I can offer them free consultations. And I can potentially develop a relationship with that customer that can last forever. And the customer has a clear choice. Either pay Amazon some money to buy the book or get it completely for free in a different format from me. This is one of the easiest ways to monetize your experience and expertise. And I think it's a great way to go about working with self-publishing to offer an alternate route that is essentially selling the same information in a different package. Uh, will there be a replay? There will. You're going to have it for 48 hours. Juan, there will be a recording. Um, I can't get hold of you personally, Juan. Juan says he's got to go, but you can text Eve. Any of you guys that want to talk to me personally, text Eve. If you get in the smart blueprint, you get access to me. It's 297 bucks. Like to me, it's a no brainer. Um, or you can pay for the whole thing and it's like 2,500. Okay. This is a good one. Should you offer a money-back guarantee with a product? The answer is yes, yes, and yes. Any product you develop should have a money-back guarantee. However, it is important to protect yourself from people that are trying fraud. Nowadays, we see more and more people that claim fraud where what they do is they'll try and get you to send the product, they will then use the product and then try and get their money back or try and um, you know, convince you that the product was damaged or wasn't good in a fraudulent way. So the question is, how do you protect yourself and yet still offer a money back guarantee? For me, I consider fair use. In all the contracts that I have with people, I have a 30-day fair use terms. Essentially, if somebody buys something for me, they've got 30 days to decide if they want a refund. As long as they refund within the first 30 days, that's totally fine. They can have it back. They've got a good chance to test out the product and see what they think. At the end of 30 days, at that point, they've been using the product for that long. Their refund policy is no longer available. Having said that, I do believe in customer service. If a customer contacts me in 31 days, I would probably still honor the refund. But if it was a little bit later than that, I'd still work them to find some kind of solution. Although at that point, I would move more towards giving them a different product or a different program or finding some other way to help them out. Um, because at that point, if they've used the program and product for that long, it's kind of unfair for them to send back something that's damaged or used or you know, isn't fresh anymore. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Always offer a guarantee but it doesn't have to be forever. Um, Ricky, this, business, this seminar is just for business only. No dating here, buddy. Um, Merkin says, do I follow Dan Locke? Um, I, I follow Dan Locke on Instagram, um, but I've got a unique arrangements with people in business. Like, you know, I know people that taught Dan Locke business and that's who I work with. So I don't really listen to Dan Locke's advice. Um, I just, I met Dan Locke on a, on a seminar once and so started following him. But yeah, that was about it. Um, smart audience. Do you recommend other channels besides sharing 50-50 commissions like with martial arts clubs? Um, inside the smart blueprint, there is a ton of different methods that we talk about with regards to like meeting people and building up audiences. Um, that's all in the smart blueprint. More than I can do right now, uh, but that is an easy way to do it. Um, sales page. Do you have a simple process to set up a web page with content? Um, we're in the middle of developing that cast, and just so you know, um, but it will be for smart blueprint members. Um, is this the same program that sold $5,000? 
Um, this is not the same program. This is the improved version. It is a better version of the $5,000 one. Um, and the $5,000 one, it's currently cheaper because it's better and we're improving it. Um, once it's finished, it will be more expensive, just so you know. How do I start a soccer coaching business when most coaches are volunteering their time for free? Okay, uh, William, if you listen to this entire seminar, just so you know, you don't really want to be starting a coaching business. What you want to do is have a product. So for example, if I was going to go into soccer coaching business, I would, just like everybody else, offer coaching for free, but I would be doing it in group coaching. And then I'd be selling um, intensives to do things like a dribbling workshop. Or maybe I would develop a very specific uh, football goal that had uh, targets in the goal so they could aim and hit the target, that kind of thing. Um, thanks for your time. You're a great team. Uh, do I get a download link for the seminar? You do. Anyone that registered gets the download link. It, it lives for 48 hours. How do you access the next class? Where do you go? You just text Eve. Eve's phone number, uh, she'll put it in the chat. It's already there, I think. Just text Eve and she'll make sure you know where to go. Um, is there any difference aiming for more than millions in a business? Is the process similar for billionaires? Um, I'm not a billionaire, so I couldn't tell you how to become a billionaire. I'm pretty big on only teaching what I know. I can tell you that whether you're building a business that makes 20,000, 50,000, or 10 million, the process is the same. What is equity? Equity is ownership of a business. So it shares within the business. So if the business is, has 100%, uh, percent, if I give you 20%, I give you 20% equity. What is the best way to escalate business in your experience? New products, marketing ads, new business, and new challenges. Uh, Carsten, this is a good question. I'll give you the answer. I once, asked, I once asked one of my mentors, what is the one thing I need to know in business if I want to be successful? My mentor looked at me in the face and says, there is no one thing. There are a thousand things and they're all very little and very easy and very simple. And if you do every single one of them, your business will be successful. Most people don't like doing all the little things and that's where they fail. If you want to be good at business, just learn the thousand things, do every single one of them, and you will have a successful business. That has stuck with me since that day. And I've spent my entire last 10 years trying to learn every single one of those little things and document them so I can duplicate it and teach other people to do it. That is my program called the Smart Blueprint. I am still developing it and still improving it. But at this point, there's enough of it documented that people are capable of duplicating the same results of us. Um, is QuickBook good as a bookkeeper? QuickBook is a bookkeeping software. You will still need a bookkeeper. Hi, Adam. I'm about to start sightseeing tours in an Arabian country with some specific activities like riding camels in the desert. Can you give me a specific advice on starting this type of business? Like you want to start a sightseeing tour business? Um, that's interesting. Um, I mean, one of the easiest ways to do it, if, if I was going to do it, um, I would ask them if you can take over their digital marketing and then split the money from the digital market with them 50-50. That way you don't even have to be there or deliver anything. You just have to handle sending them leads. That's what I would do. Carsten, do you recommend starting a limited liability company? Ugh, I am not able to answer that question legally. All I can tell you is that I have a limited liability company. Justice, what's the best way to generate leads when you're starting out or be a lead, build a lead gen system? The easiest way is to partner with other brands and uh, share audiences. That's the best way. What's the best way to do with closing sales calls when you don't know how to sell people? You need to do sales training, like straight up. We have a sales training program. It, there's also one built into the Smart Blueprint. But if you don't know sales, you've got to learn it. You, you can't. You know, I can't just be like, oh, learn this thing in these three words. You need to learn it. What's your philosophy on the best way to make good uh, ads in Facebook? Um, I'm not going to use this as a video, Connor, but the best way to do it is to steal somebody else's ad and copy it, just for the record. Um, I like that Scott says, yes, use an LLC. Scott is a lawyer. Scott's allowed to say that. <laughs> 
I think I'm missing something. I don't understand why would you network with other influencers that has the same audience size and the same niche? Wouldn't there be competition? There would be competition. That's why you want to do it because you want to share with them. One of the key keys in business is you want to work with your competitors, not against them. Lots of big businesses do deals together. That's how they grow. The more you work with others, the easier it is. Don't think of them as competition as an enemy. Think of them as an ally. And that is all 27 questions. Cool. Um, guys, that's it. I have answered absolutely everything. Uh, what do you guys think? Was it, uh, was it valuable? Did it help you guys? Um, if it was good, how many of you are going to come to the next one? Oh, thanks, Ron. Thank you all. Th thanks, guys, so freaking much. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.